Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Peter Joseph, and you're listening to V Radio. Good afternoon, and welcome to this edition of V Radio. Uh, today, our guest is Aaron, otherwise known as Storm Clouds Gathering from YouTube. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in to V Radio, you can check out my website, vradio.org, v-radio.org, or v-radio.org. There you can check out the archives of other shows like this one, uh, the must-see TV list of various documentaries that you can watch free online that I suggest to people, even if they don't support a resource-based economy model, to really get a grasp on the state of the world. Um, All right, well, uh, I guess we'll just go right into it then. Uh, Aaron, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, like I said, my name's Aaron. Um, I'm the guy who's been kind of a thorn in the Venus Project's side lately. And um been brought on to discuss concerns. So Okay. Well, uh my tradition as I explain to you off the air is uh I always ask every guest that comes on regardless of what background they have, because I think that anybody who's gonna be on this radio show uh is at least anti establishment in some fashion or another. What what woke you up? What what took you from being a typical guy seeking the two point five kids and the white 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 picket fence and the Gas guzzling vehicle to being who you are now. What what changed your mind out of the mainstream? I I can't I don't have a memory of ever being in that other state of mind. But. <laughs> Me neither. But you know that, that's you get my point though. What 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 talk, what took you out of the sheeple category? Well, I mean, I was raised in a religious environment, and I remember having to. I remember always questioning things. And it was it wasn't like it was a lightning rod event. It was everyone else was accepting what was being said around me. And I was gradually going from one degree of non acceptance to another and at a certain point started formulating entirely different structures of thought. And then later I started encountering other people who had those same kinds of thought. Um but it's it's been a just a gradual process of de indoctrination. Because you know, we when you're raised in that kind of environment, you're you're handed a reality, and uh, then you have to fight your way out. Yeah, we certainly don't disagree about that. Um, my own childhood, uh, my mom was was very big on teaching me to be an independent, critical thinker, and and she said, don't reject authority out of hand. You know, don't just use it as an excuse to be a jerk or something or a spoiled brat. But on the same you know token, always consider what it is that the authorities are telling you. Always consider you know, uh, what it is that you're being fed. And she used the example that kind of made a big impression on me was the the soldiers who were ordered to go to ground zero when they tested the nuclear bomb probably should have looked at their commanding officer and said, um, hold on a minute, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> and uh, that was, I mean, so I always kind of had the, the, the setup for that, and that's, it's actually really good. I know when I told talked to Jacques about that, he had this big grin on his face. He says, your mother gave you the tools for critical thinking. That's awesome. You know, um, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad actually, I, obviously then we have that common ground. Now, um, obviously we've, we've had some exchanges on YouTube and, and I'm hoping that the majority of them are just misunderstanding and not, you know, intentional misrepresentations of the truth or anything of that nature. Um, but I guess, uh, Going over all of it, you know, it, it's it's one of the reasons I decided to invite you on was because the the noise of the internet, you know, the, the the endless arguments and comments where people can just ignore your statement and then it gets scrolled over 30 billion times. I'm sure that there were replies that you gave that I never saw. 
and I'm sure there were replies that I gave that you never saw. You know, um, basically, the, the Internet, particularly in the text-written format, can be a really lousy place to try to have a real conversation. And particularly if people are very emotionally charged about a given topic, uh, the text format I find to be difficult because if you're already pissed about something, whoever it is you're you're conversing with, you know, whatever you're you're reading into, essentially, when you're reading them, you know, the voice you hear in your head is always a jerk because <laughs> you don't like the person. So, um, in any case, uh, you know, and then I and then of course I, I try to exchange videos, but I find it to be really uh, slow, you know. Um, to try to make a compelling, good video, because I don't have the video editing skills, which is why I'm, I'm part of a team, so to speak. I write good scripts. I can find good presentations, but I, I don't have the skills to, to just develop a nice video. You seem to make, you know, I really like the way you, you present your videos. They're very uh, very clean, very clear, and I really envy your mic, because mine sounds terrible. <laughs> but, um, $50, $50 mic. Yeah, so... Part of my, I think part of the problem of mine is just I, I drop it constantly, and the kids are always in my room messing with it. So, but anyway, um, that all said, uh, I guess uh, let's let's get started then with you know uh, go ahead and, and ask the questions and uh, to give your the listeners who are just tuning in who don't know me a background. Um, I came from a libertarian background. I understand all of those concepts of personal liberty and property. I know what the idea is, and I, I grasp it. I really do. Um, and in addition to that, uh, I do talk to Jacques Fresco on a very, very regular basis. So I, I know him really well. I've spent hours conversing with him. So um, that being the case, you know, while I'm not Jacques Fresco and I'm not Roxanne Meadows, I, I do know what I'm talking about when I'm referring to them. And I talk to Peter quite a bit too. So go ahead. Okay. Well, um, first I want to make sure I understand, you know, if, if I don't want to misrepresent what what I'm about to say here, so I'll, I'll let you confirm it. Like, mm-hmm. You you guys believe in a system where um, ideas would be exchanged freely, mm-hmm. where no one no one would be able to um, lock down the internet. No one would be able to say you can't say this. No, you can't talk about this. Um, it would be a, a, a totally free, open society where um, dissenting opinions can be tossed around back and forth. Is that right? In that ideal society, yes. Okay. And I guess when I look at a movement, it's a lot more important what they're actually doing than what they actually say. Because people can say anything. I mean, politicians will promise you, you know, everybody two cars and a brand new house, and and they don't give it to you. Right. Um, So here's my question to you. Why did Jock Fresco DMCA two of my videos yesterday? Um, to get you, them taken down. You talking about the copyright issues? Yeah, and the thing is, even under if you even if you believe in copyright law, which that's another separate debate. Under existing copyright law, mm-hmm. under section under U.S. Code section seventeen one hundred seven, fair use policy states very clearly that usage for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, including multiple multiple copies for classroom use, et cetera, et cetera, is not an infringement of copyright. Oh, no. Hey, I, I love fair use, and I'm a proponent of it. Um, I don't. What I'm concerned about or questionable about, because I've been wanting to learn this for myself, do you, I mean, you always see a notification of, of the claim of fair use at the beginning of such a video. Isn't that what you're required to do? Uh, no. 
Okay, that, no, you that don't, was you my have, understanding. You're not, you're not required to do that. No, it's very. I mean, think about this. Every every news organization which goes in and does a documentary about um, you know, this person said this, this person said that, and they put the two together and say, well, listen, whatever, this, this has happened. Um, they're doing that same principle. You guys have used my audio in your videos. I haven't DMCA'd you guys. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the thing that bothers me. I, I have accepted every single video request. I've accepted every single comment. I haven't blocked one single user. And yet, my video, my video um, responses have been blocked by uh, their main channel, and two of my videos were taken down. Two of my videos, mm-hmm. and 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 those videos were the the least aggressive, the least aggressive of all of them. The the ones that they took down were the ones who were, were which was the first one, you know, why the Zeitgeist movement will fail, and calling out um, Peter Peter Joseph, the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and and especially the one calling out Peter Joseph because I did exactly what he did in his video responding to Stefan Molyneux. I took his audio and I put it up against his own audio mm-hmm. and and I said, okay, well let's apply that. And they blocked it. That was the only clip that I did in the entire in that, in that entire video. And now, he, and if Jack Fresco used that as an excuse, or Jack Fresco the corporation, because that is, I mean, you guys have the Venus Project LLC. And about four other corporations. So I don't know exactly which political entity did it. They don't have four. They have two, a nonprofit and a for-profit. Well, I I found a listing with of four, and I can I can prove them. No, by all means, bring them up. I mean, there was Socius Cybernearing, but that's defunct. It 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 doesn't. It, okay. it was it ended a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's still listed. There are also there's another one that's not us that has a very similar name that is an entirely different organization. It's actually about something about. Arabic foreign policy. I don't. It was called the Venus Project Foundation or something, but that has well, nothing. Only, to, yeah, that has nothing to do with us. Well, the only four that I that I have specifically list, Jacques Fresco, and anyway, that's not that's irrelevant. That's a separate separate topic. But I mean, they specifically removed my videos. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, okay, I don't know if you'd followed. There was um, a voice of reason that invited me onto the forum, where they were, you know, discussing my. My videos that I put up, and and some of them were being, you know, kind of rude. Some of them were being fair, but that's not really the issue. I didn't come in there, um, you know, fist swinging. I I went through the process, which that in well, itself. Actually, process- no, no, no. I do want to address that, and I don't. I I do want to let me let me take one thing at a time here, though, just to make okay, sure. Yeah, okay, let's, 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 let's start let's with the talk beans, about yeah. the yeah the, the videos. Okay. Um. Now, this this is always a, a tough situation. I know that. Uh, Jacques Fresco, first of all, wouldn't have had anything to do with it. He doesn't sit on the internet, you know. But there are people there that that you know that obviously like Roxanne and stuff that work with him. And um, there were images in those videos that contained his artwork, and therefore he has the right to decide, you know, to basically make a claim. Hey, I don't want my artwork used in that way, you know. And in the same fashion, if you drew pictures and I used them and you didn't want me to, I I'd have to take them down. I, I agree with that. No, that's not, that's not how the law works. I mean, it's the, if, if you get, I ask anybody here to, to to go out and research fair use policy under U.S. Code. It's U, 17 U.S. Code 107. It's very, very clear. I'm using it in, this, in the context of critique. Okay. And well, no, no. Hey, I, I, hey, I use fair use all the time. I'm just explaining to you. That's likely the motivation. It has to do with it, you know people not wanting his art used in ways that he doesn't agree with. I don't you have a problem that with that. You know that's not the motivation. I mean, it's 
it's very clear the the things that I was saying were bothering him. It doesn't matter what I mean. He, there's no way he would have taken it down, even if I was making money off of it. If if I was saying positive things about the Venus Project, I've been a thorn in your guys' side. So not very many people are going to believe you when you say that they just did it because they didn't like the way the image was being used. I mean, I didn't use it for anything, anything, any money-making um, purposes whatsoever. And very clearly on their own video, and I, I, and I have screenshots of it, it says in, bl- in black and white that this video can be used, can be re-uploaded, and there's absolutely no limitations to it. The, very, it's, the, the exact quote is, this is a non-commercial work and is available online for free viewing. No restrictions apply to uploading, downloading, posting, linking, as long as no money is exchanged. I did not exchange any money. I was okay. debating ideas. Well, no, and and I, I understand. I understand. Now, now let me let me let me let me point out to you that essentially, I've explained to you what I know their motive to be because they didn't they didn't ask any of your other stuff to be to be banned. That's not the issue. Now, mind you, your videos are are definitely a lot better put together. We've had people who take clips of things that. You know, Jacques has said, or, or you know, maybe just a picture here or a picture there, and they do some really crazy stuff with it. You know, and and so you know, if if you feel you have a claim, then by all means, you know, do what you got to do. You know, hey. Well, I, uh, I mean, I did I did the counterclaim, but the the point of the matter is is I'm I mean, if you guys are going to be making all this talk about no you know non-property and about open discussion about allowing contesting ideas, mm-hmm. then the very least you can do. Is, 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 is stay within existing copyright exception. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you really want us to trust you guys to build a society based on what you say you're going to do when you're doing the very opposite. Well, um, on the same token, though, there's a lot of things that you know in our ideal society that wouldn't take place. I mean, a lot of people felt that your use of the of the information in question was somewhat. I mean. I don't want to use the word libelous, but it, it felt very misleading. It, it felt kind of spinny, you know, to, to put it bluntly. I mean, that's – and as a well, result – you, that, you know, you if, but there it. were people, for example – I'll give you an example. There are people who post constructive criticisms about the Venus Project and, and ask questions about it, and we don't care about that. But a lot of the stuff that you put up felt uh, – it felt dishonest. Uh, well, I mean – The way it was presented. That it's those were my genuine opinions, and when I put his audio up against his own audio, I mean he made a statement. He made the statement that when a person resorts to mockery, you have to be looking at their underlying what they're hiding, and and when so I put it I put that that video You're of him Peter, saying, right Peter Peter, yeah, Peter, Peter was okay, saying this that's not Jock I just I just don't want I, I know. to be confused that's all Go yes ahead. but Jock but Jock was the one who filed the complaint, so that's 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 on the record. And I have screenshots of it. No, no, no. I I don't deny that that they asked for your videos to be taken down because the images were in the videos. I I don't deny that for a moment. I I explained to you what the motive is. They they don't want their art used in a way that they feel to be, you know, to be negative, to be dishonest. You know, they haven't sued, you know, other people who are not necessarily pro-RBE. I mean, nobody's jumping on Stefan and he's not, you know pro RBE and he puts stuff on his videos from us. It, it, it has to do with the attitude in question and unfortunately and once again I'm not in any fashion trying to be rude with you but some of the stuff that you put up tends to look you know dishonest almost to the point of like trolling. I'm using your own words. Mm-hmm. I mean I have like and you know we were getting to this right before the show started. Mm-hmm. The, the latest video that I put up mm-hmm. I don't even talk in it. I'm not talking at all. 
I just put your, you guys having a conversation where Doug, who has been on the show more than once, mm-hmm. comes out. I mean, he was on the show, um, I guess, was it yesterday with Stefan? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a guy you trust, you, you, you refer to, you bring on the show for mm-hmm. debates. Um, and he goes right there in black and white talking about if, if people, if some group, some nefarious group, ever attacks or destroys these buildings that you're going to be saving lives with, that group needs to be eradicated, wiped off the face of the earth. It's in his own words. I don't, even, I don't color it one bit. I don't touch the audio. I don't even put an introduction. No, no, I just, no, I, and, I, and I don't. Hey, I'm not denying that. But let, let's let's talk about the scenarios in question because I think that there's the scenario that you see coming out of this, and there's the scenario that we see coming out of this, and I don't feel that they're the same. I figured that out just by watching your videos. Okay, now we're talking about. I mean, regardless of of what you may feel or what your gut instincts may tell you. Okay, we're talking about a society where people freely choose to associate and work on a resource-based economy. And the questions that people have asked us, and the reason that that question comes up is people are like, well, you're talking about a prisonless society. What are you going to do if some group of people decides to get together and attack you? Okay, now, if we're freely associating on property that's not yours, okay, and another group shows up and attacks us, we don't have the right to defend ourselves? Well, there's a difference between defense and eradicating. He said very clearly, and I, I encourage anybody to go and watch the video or go to my, my wet my website go ahead. or on waitingforthestorm.com. I have the, the specific clip right. on the front page. Um, and the videos that were taken down, I have other versions that are up now so that people can, can listen to them and, and download them so they're not gone. Um, but it's right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says eradicate them. That group needs to be eradicated off the face of the earth. That's not defending yourself that's and he doesn't say like we would defend ourselves against this group that's attacking us no he says somebody attacks these buildings we are going to go eradicate that that would be that would be somebody attacking us if they're attacking no 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 no. the building is a building i mean i mean you guys are the ones that say that you're not materialists but if 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 someone attacking a building gives you the right to commit genocide something's wrong well hold on go back to the quote in question okay because what he's talking about is if somebody's attacking our infrastructure that's there to save lives i.e our food production you know, whatever automated systems perhaps are medical, of course we have to defend those. And yes, that is attacking us. You're getting rid of our food supply. Okay, he's drawing up a circumstance where we have that free society that I'm talking about, a non-coercive society, some group of, you know, whatever, you know, organizes themselves and blows up our food production plant, you know, just to be jackasses about it. You know, maybe they've got some whatever issues of their own. But yeah, of course we'd have the right to deal with that. Now, as far as eradicating, you know, hey, that is some strong language, but... You know, however, I don't. We we talk about this stuff all the time. I mean, uh, I know. You said so, absolutely at the end. You put your qualification at the end. Mm-hmm. You agreed with it. You very in your own words did that. So I didn't put it in your words. And you've been denying that. Denying you've what? been denying. You, you've been avoiding this question that I've been putting towards you guys. What will you do with people who don't want to go along with your system? No, I answered you. And Just well, I think you, well, you. Well, you didn't answer it in a in a honest way, you, uh, you put it in, in this context of we wouldn't be resisting, we're going to get rid of these problems, we're going to get rid of this kind of behavior, we're going to make this, not the scenario is just not going to happen, basically. Well, what aspect? No, it's, um, I've replayed the clip, I, I can't play it here because the sound quality is not good enough, but they can find it on YouTube, I've given it as a YouTube answer to you several times, because the topic came up when I was talking to Jacques Fresco in Venus, Florida, on the video interview that they could see on my website. It's in the video replies that's called What Jacques Fresco Actually Says About Coercion and Violence. 
And um, I'm sure that's not the exact quite, quite quote, but if they look at your videos, they'll find it in the video responses. And he says, you know, and the, the exact question was, um, what would be the new scheme for people to work? You know, what would the Venus Project do to tackle people that were non-compliant? And I was sitting right next to Jock, and he was like, tackle? You know, like, what? You know, and then he says, we don't have to tackle them. You know, they can live their own lives. You know, they don't have to join us. There's just great advantages for them if they join us. He's like, we don't try to force anybody into this way of thinking. We present it, and we ask them if they want to join us. And if they don't want to join us, then that's fine. That That's it. They, we believe that if we present this idea to people that they'll agree to it. But if they don't, that's it. That's the end of it. They don't have to be part of it. In fact, even when I talked to him about it, because the subject came up, he's like, you know, in fact, there are groups that, that won't. He said, like the Amish, you know, he said they have a religious apprehension towards towards technology. So they'd be free to go do whatever they wanted. And, and if anything happened to them, we'd be there to help them. But they don't have to join us. You know, that's the real stance of the Venus Project. Well, those are words. I mean, I put this into context with what they've been doing, with what with with what the numerous members of your group say, and, and and also the fact that they they have shown that they are willing to shut down free speech more than once. I, I can I can prove this beyond a shadow of a doubt. And and then you ask, what if some people are living in this kind of society, and they and you guys have the total control of the internet. You guys have total control over infrastructure and it's being abused. And I I frankly am absolutely certain that it would be abused because you already have abuse in your existing organization. You haven't worked out. Oh well let's let's go over that. So you said that we've denied free speech. Yeah. Have anybody yeah. shown up at your house and taken your computer? You, you the infrastructure that you guys control, for instance the the um the forum. Mm-hmm. I was invited on there. I kept to the forum rules. Mm-hmm. Somebody didn't like what I said, and they blocked me. Right. Okay. Now, who does the forum belong to? <laughs> you guys. Right. If you, but if, if, if this system was in place, this infrastructure would be influencing every aspect of our lives, and you guys would have the power of life and death over my life. Well, yeah, but those rules don't apply to the infrastructure for everybody. And that's, let me point out my, my position on the free speech issue, okay, because it's the same here. And I'm a moderator on that forum, and I didn't ban you, and I actually probably would not have banned you, just an FYI. And I offered you my forum for that to, to go to for that purpose, and I've told everybody, I don't care who you are, what your position is, just don't be an asshole, don't engage in ad hominem, personal attack, I don't want to hear about how I'm fat or whatever else. If you want to talk about the topic, then we'll do that. Avoid excessive logical fallacy, and you're free to go. Do whatever you want. You can have any kind of conversation. You can say whatever the hell you want. Um, and it's it, most people are not willing to, to, to abide by that. But now, now let me point back to, however, what the issue is here. We still live in a circumstance of property and private property. And none of, a, none of us would ever advocate, for example, going to your house and saying that you're not allowed to say whatever the hell you want to say. That's not it. But in the Internet, when we, this is one of the reasons I'm making a film about this, is we have this new cultural thing in the Internet that it's, it's difficult. You know, we're, we're crossing into multiple lines here. If I have a website and I maintain the website, then I have the right to dictate what the rules are of other people who want to utilize my website, period. You know, I, if I go to your website and I start spamming pornography, you have every right to ban me. You know, I don't yeah. have a right to go to your website and dictate to you what how you'll talk or whatever. If if that's good with you, that's fine. I dictate the rules on my website. On Peter Joseph's website, he said that it's for members. 
okay? And you're not really the problem, okay, just so you're aware. These rules are put in place for people who show up and spam the same bullshit over and over and over again. We end up wasting hours and hours of our time talking to them, and no amount of reasoning with them is ever going to work, okay? I don't find you to be in that category, but that's why those rules are written, okay? It's because of the fact that we did find ourselves wasting endless time with, you know, whether it's the, the, the people who don't like Zeitgeist 1 Part 1, which we don't even care about anymore, you know, or whether it's the people who, you know, they've got all of their own issues and, and they just won't let up. They won't stop. They just, and we try to talk to these people. Generally, they're not banned as quickly as you were. I was kind of surprised. Usually oh, yeah, that it was, doesn't. It was, it was one day. One okay, day. Well, no, and I know. No, and I know. I already told you. I wouldn't have banned you. And I'm, I'm a global moderator. Okay. But it, it, it comes down to a question of, are we going to have an exchange that's ever going to get anywhere? Or are we going to exchange and then the person is just going to endlessly filibuster and just keep posting shit all over our forums to the point that we can't even talk about it? And this is why they draw you a little analogy here, because once again, the Internet is new to our culture. I mean, it's, yeah, it's been around for years, but in the human history of the human animal, especially when it comes to property rights, it's in its, it's, in its frickin' fetus. It, it's a fetus. It's not even an infant. So now, now let's point out this then, okay? Let's, you know, because for Peter, his forum is essentially a place that belongs to him where people who are, you know, or agree about the Zeitgeist movement could get together and talk about the Zeitgeist movement. And the analogy that I usually use is this. If you're having, a, say, a civil rights meeting at your home and some Nazi skinhead shows up and starts disrupting the meeting and he's got all these problems and he just won't, he won't listen to reason, then you have every right to tell the guy to leave. And it's not I was, a, I was and, invited. I was invited onto that thread. You, I was you were. Fact, I, was, I was, in fact, challenged multiple times to come back. And I went through the process, and I was polite. Okay, I, I may not have said anything, that, something that they didn't, that, everything okay, that they liked. I already said I agree with you, man. And that's why I offered my forums. You can come to my forums anytime you want. I, I, you know, there I, I, are anti-Zeitgeist people right now debating me on those forums, and they're doing just fine. Well, yeah. But see, the thing is, you as an individual or you as an individual, what I see the, where I see the, the, the danger is in the movement itself. The movement itself, I see, I see what's being produced is indoctrination and close-mindedness close and, and, and an inability to think for yourself. Even though I know you promote that children need to be raised up um, you know, with critical thinking skills and critical ana and analytical skills, and I'm sure you're doing a good job as, as a parent and you know, bringing your children up like that. Mm -hmm. But the, the fact of the matter is the movement is not. Movement is producing masses of people who do not think for themselves, who come on to my, my, my stuff. I, I don't block them, but I, they come out there saying stuff that's clearly, you know, fighting words. Like, basically, oh, no, hey, we, I, I, we, get that from, we get that from both sides. That's, that's an Internet thing, okay? I showed you I in one of my videos the guy who said I need to be shot for speaking that I don't like the, the United States and I don't like imperialism and I don't like, you know, the guy's really patriotic, and he thinks I need to be shot because of my opinion. You know, there's another guy who is suggesting that you know, well, we're we're honest about it. If we want your stuff, we'll just come kill you. I just this is the reason that it felt very dishonest is because it felt like you were quote mining. You'd grab one quote that said something ridiculous, like I finally, by the way, tracked down the guy that made that stupid quote about you know how you'll be forced, and I I jumped on his shit, and so did everybody else. Like, what are you doing? That's not what we believe at all. And the guy went, oh, I'm sorry. Like, no, don't, oh, I'm sorry. Us. You, what the hell is the matter with you? Where in any of our information did you ever get the idea that we were going to do that? And the guy went, oh. You know, that this is something we also have to remember. You can't hold us responsible for every single freaking person who comments on YouTube. In this instance, I found the guy. But in many cases, we don't even know if these people are real Zeitgeist members. You well, know? That's why, and this is why I brought the quote with Doug and you agreeing on it. 
-hmm. You flat out said absolutely to eradicating a group of people if they attack one of your buildings. If they attack one of our buildings with the intent of of hurting people, yeah, we'll hurt ourselves. That's what it amounts to. No, no, no. You did not say that. Like, and stop. This is what you you did. You're doing the same thing as you did in that other video where you start changing the quote. I have the quote up there. People need to watch it because you guys very, very clearly say Mm -hmm. we would go to that group and eradicate them if they destroy these buildings. I would encourage them to listen to the whole radio show then. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, I mean, let me ask you this then, okay? In, in this situation, if we show up and start, you know, burning your barn down or whatever on your farm, uh, would you feel inclined to shoot us? Sure, I, put, I absolutely would, but I wouldn't go eradicate your group. Okay. I wouldn't go shoot your children. I wouldn't. No, go... no, 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 no. Nobody said anything like that. You're, you're, when you're... you say when you say eradicate a group, you mm-hmm. have to understand the English language has a meaning for eradicate. It means to wipe out. And he said it. He said it twice. Eradicate and wipe off the face of the planet because that group is just evil. Okay. I mean, that's a group of very, that very has, dangerous in, talk. Very dangerous talk. In Douglas's okay point here, and if he was available, I'd just bring him in here to talk to you. I don't know. It doesn't look like he is. But um, uh, it, what we're getting at is if there was an evil organization of people who just went out of their way to sabotage our infrastructure when we're not doing anything to hurt anybody, then, yeah, we would act to stop that group from continuing to do that. And unfortunately, in some cases, that means you know eliminating them. Well, see, here's the thing. Go to their house and fucking kill their kids. That's that's genocide. That's a totally different word, at least to us. You know, and that's why it's this is why Jock tells people to read the tyranny of words. Because what what when I said eradicate, I but the, by no means did the idea of hurt, killing anybody's children ever enter my mind. Okay. Well, I mean, it, how people how do people how does war go down? Think about this. I mean, you guys are like you're trying to sanitize things. I mean, if if you're going to be eradicating people, you're going to be dropping bunker bombs. You're going to be killing. Groups of people, and there's going to be casualties, and you're going to have to have a war industry in order to do this. You're going to be creating a tyrannical military-based society in order to do this. And, and I know you guys are talking about, like, well, oh, yeah, but we're, we're not going to be abusive and all that stuff, but you already are abusive in your group. You already have people who are not abiding by the, 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 the rules and the, docu- the documents. There is a huge to. difference between banning some people from forums that are participating in a fashion you don't like and going to their house and shooting their kids. That is a it's not, huge it, it, difference. It, it's a very small difference when it comes to political systems. Because once people are indoctrin- indoctrinated into believing and obeying, and once they believe that their system is threatened, and they, they, once a chain of command is established, because a chain of command has to be established within the military, once that's established... Abuse is just a question of a couple of words. If they've already been programmed, told that in certain circumstances they're going to kill on order, if if if, if Doug says, okay, um, these guys are a threat, they blew up one of our buildings, go kill them. Well, who's to say when they're going to do that? I mean, they're already ready to kill. You guys, if you in order to do that, you have just created something exactly like what we have now, except more dangerous because it's unified and totalitarian and absolute control of resources. It's interesting that, you know, when I pointed out that you would defend yourself, we didn't draw up any, like, possibilities of fascism or force being used in that fashion. But if we want to defend ourselves, then it must be some evil totalitarian regime. No, no, I've never said anything about self-defense. Self-defense is perfectly acceptable in any circumstance. A person has the right to defend themselves. But it's it's one thing to defend yourself, and it's another thing to go eradicate a group because that's what they said. He said specifically a group, eradicate them if they attack a building. I mean, and that's the ultimate expression 
of materialism. He keeps leaving kill... out what the building's for. He was talking the about the infrastructure we use to survive. The, grow, the building's for growing food. But, right. you know, but the, the, there's, there, there's plenty of situations where buildings to, to grow food are destroyed in war. That's what happens in war. I mean, war is a question of knocking out infrastructure. I mean, you do that to weaken the enemy. It doesn't give you the right to violate Geneva Conventions. And even if, it's, you, even if you were following Geneva Conventions, basically you're just outlining a warlike society, which you know, is locking down and, and killing whoever is opposing you. And, and the thing is, what if that opposition is opposing you because you guys have locked down free speech, which you yeah, already are showing the tendencies. That. You're already showing the tendencies of doing that now. So why should we believe that you would do anything different? Even in a resource-based economy, if some if somebody wants to prevent other people from utilizing their website, we're not going to stop them from preventing other people from utilizing their website. All I have is what you are doing now. All I have, all we have to go on is what you're doing now, and what you're doing now doesn't say doesn't go along with what you're saying you're going to do. I mean, that's the thing. Everything you guys present is all this magical talk of what's going to be in the future, in the future, in the future, in the future. While right now you're building up this dogmatic. Um, cold like environment where people are flat out saying, flat out saying, flat out saying that they are willing to go out and eradicate people, eradicate okay. people. Well, you know, and now you're pluralizing it as if the whole group of people said that, and you're also you're you're adding a lot into this. You're, you're putting this is what happened with all the various quotes that you you pulled up in your other videos. You're you're kind of you you take a moment of what they said. This is it's soundbiting. They do it in the in the mainstream media all the time, and then you're writing a story to go with your quote. You know, I already explained to you, because I understand what it is, is that um, if a group of people attacks us, then we will defend ourselves like anybody else would. We don't really think it's going to come up, you know, and honestly. Of course you don't think it's going to come up. Well, no, and if we had to if we had to defend ourselves, then we have to defend ourselves. I, I fail uh, to okay. understand what's wrong with that, because, you're, you know, the, the language that you're using in your video is, is, is all kinds of, well, you need to be armed resistance and all this other jazz, and you better be ready. You know, come to Texas, give it a trial run. You know, that's the funny thing. Is I'm getting all kinds of threats of violence. People want to come to my house and shoot me because I'm having a conversation with you, okay? That, that's what I'm trying to get across to you is that I don't hold you responsible for that, okay? Now, that being said, we also don't want to start injecting a bunch of bullshit into the various statements that the two of us are making because that's not going to help us achieve any kind of truth. And the reality is this. If somebody came to your house and burned your barn down with all of your you know, supplies in it, you'd want to deal with that to make sure that person didn't do that again. And, and yeah, I mean, how, how, how would you deal with that in a modern society right now? In modern society, you would take that person to jail. You, you would call the police. You don't go eradicate them. Okay, like if, if we're talking about no rule of law, yes, I would shoot them because no, I don't have a police officer to call. That, no, you're right, and, and that's another reason I would point out that Jock talks about the fact that um, we don't have prisons. We have rehabilitation centers. We bring people in, and we find out why were they violent and figure out how to fix it, and then, and then, and then we fix it. That's how it goes away. Nobody's going to be rounded up and put in any other cages with other violent people and then somehow expect them to be better. Okay, yeah, you know, you, you send them to jail like you said in modern society, okay? And I, I think that um, – I guess what I'm trying to get across to you is, is that Doug's extreme opinion about that one issue does not constitute that that's the policy for the entire movement, even close. Doug's not well, – in the, he's, he's not a coordinator. He's not, he doesn't work for the Venus Project. He's just a supporter. Well, the thing is I honestly don't think that your group is going to be able to maintain control over your ideology if rule of law breaks, breaks down. I mean we, we both agree – 
this system is going to collapse. Sure. Uh, some some people might think it's 50 years. I think that's really, really unrealistic. I mean, it's more likely going to be in the next decade, maybe even in the next five years. When that happens, all bets are off. You know, you can't even control your people on the comment section. You can't even control people who come onto your own station and they're talking about eradicating people who blow up a building. They, no, they didn't say we would take them to a rehabilitation center. No, they said we would eradicate them. That's and what that, one person said. And but this in is, the context this is, of people showing up and trying to destroy our infrastructure so that they could kill people and hurt people, that's and, well, not and, the same and, thing. He never said that they – I listened to the whole thing. The, 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 person, the group that was involved never came in to kill people. They killed, they, they, what they came in to do was destroy the building. Regardless Destroying of why the they did it, which we use to feed ourselves will inevitably lead to our deaths. Okay, I'm not a building. Little... If they're destroying one building that, 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 that that's you're using to feed yourself in this resource-based economy where there's all this stuff, mm-hmm. where, where I mean, you really honestly think that one building gives you the right, being blown up gives you the right to eradicate people? I mean, come on. I mean, again, you're stuck on the word eradicate. I already clarified for you what that means to us. I know Doug well, really well. I'm going to use the word as it was used because that was the word that was in there. Well, you're going to use the word as it was used, and then you're injecting all of this other stuff into the into the meaning of it that I know wasn't what was meant. But th- that's okay. He I already clarified. He clarified by saying wiped off the face of the earth. Yes, and then okay. you clarified by saying, well, yeah, and then they want that doesn't mean they should come kill my children. Did Doug Millett well, say we're going to come kill your they were going to come kill your children? Well, last time I checked in warfare, when you go wipe someone off the face of the earth, sometimes there's collateral damage. Very often there's collateral damage. I mean, that's kind of what happens in war. Okay. So, well, I mean, um, you guys know that there was no collateral damage, and a scientifically advanced uh, society would actually probably have an awful lot of non-lethal options to deal with problems like that. And we've talked about that on different shows, okay? Um, and, you know, and the technology can be used to find ways to, to peaceably stop people from attacking you, and that's actually the preference. We've also talked about how if we think that a given society has too much scarcity and that they're going to invade, we bomb them with resources, materials, ways to take care of themselves, so that they don't need our stuff. That's another approach that we that we value. Okay, now, I, I guess that's what I'm, you know, now I also want to kind of get, get back to something you, you said about how, you know, we, in one, when one side you're saying that we're a cult and that we have entirely too much control over our people and that they're, we're, that they're dogmatic and they're all brainwashed, and then in the, next, in the next sentence you say, you see, you can't even control your own people. I, I find that to be a really erroneous statement because... The, 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 two can, the, two, the, the two can go completely together. People can be taken by... In a dogma, to the point where they're willing to to do something with it, and then <clears throat> the structure can get out of hand, and they can do things with it you didn't want them to do. I mean, just look at what's happened throughout history. You know, when people get swept swept along. I mean, take for instance Hitler and his brown shirts. Mm-hmm. He got them all riled up, and they got out of control. They started breaking breaking up the city. They started smashing windows and doing all sorts of stuff. Maybe he wanted them to do that. But in the end, he ended up having the night of long knives and doing away with those people. So he didn't actually like what they, what they were doing. They weren't fully in his control. So he got rid of them. But what I'm saying is when people really believe something and then rule of law breaks down and you guys haven't provided all the answers, you haven't provided a system that works, and somebody walks along with something that looks kind of like what they want, and, and it, but there's a little compromise. Oh, you know, there's this little problem. We we do need a military. Uh, yeah, um, we said we were going to be completely voluntary, but yeah, you know, we got to compromise on this because we have some problems. 
I've already seen that there's a lot of people in your group who are willing to compromise there. Even people on your show, even you, on your own words, on this show, have said that. I mean, you have said that you would be that you, you said absolutely when he said go out and eradicate people, a group of people. And I just told you what I meant. <laughs> yeah, but you can keep saying that. But eradicate and wipe off the face of the planet is violence. To and defend ourselves? Yeah. That's not. No, no. A building. A building. Yes. And a, recent, a building that we need to survive. Okay. How, how much? How much harder? I, I, I mean, I guess. Okay. In, in any civilized society, if someone burns down a building, they get taken to jail. And in your society, you said taken to a rehabilitation center. Sure. So which is it? You, your words were, we're going to eradicate them, and absolutely, that's great. Um, but you know, that's the thing. You guys aren't coherent in that sense because you're, you're saying in one hand that you will be willing to eradicate someone, to kill someone, to violently do away with them. On the other hand, you're saying, um, well, no, we wouldn't do that because we would just you know, rehabilitate them. Well, no, I'm not trying to be inconsistent with you. I'm explaining to you what I was thinking in the moment, and then you brought it up, and then that caused me to review. I was like, okay, well, what other information do I have about this? And then I gave it to you. I've talked to Jacques and Roxanne in length about that, and that's why I talked to you about non-lethal options that you can utilize in conflict and all of those other options. I'm not trying to change around on you. I'm just telling you. When you told me in that context, I told you what I was thinking at the moment. I certainly wasn't thinking about killing anybody's kids, but you tried to inject that into it. Okay, no, but that's that's, just, that's reality of war. I don't. I'm not accusing you of ex- expecting to kill kids, but that's what happens when you go eradicate a group of people. Kids get killed, and the thing is, you guys are saying these things mm-hmm. in a in a in a civilized society right now where everything's okay. The reason I don't trust your group is what happens when you guys are hungry, when 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 the system really does break down, when the petrodollar is lost. That is dangerous because you guys haven't even worked out how you're going to deal with these situations right now. You're already there, there's you, people are coming out and saying things that are outright just insane, and and then you can talk around it and you can like come back and, say, and explain it and qualify and whatever. But put, put I'm not talking around it. I'm explaining it to you. That's what I'm I trying know, to get I, across to you the whole know, thing. But, but, this is a misunderstanding, that, obviously. But you put a person out there who hasn't eaten in a week or hasn't eaten in two weeks or hasn't eaten in three weeks and then see how that actually gets put into action. Well, allow me to that's, point – let me elaborate on something that has to do with the issue of preparation. I put this in one of my video responses to you. I'm not sure if you had a chance to review it. But we also work hand-in-hand uh, hand with openfarmtech.org, open source ecology, developing technologies that people can easily build, you know, even with very little tools to be able to take care of themselves, Okay. We are involved in that. We are mostly about trying to get people to realize that you know it's it's a it's an awareness movement of trying to help people understand we need to switch to sustainability. Planets in danger are going to collapse. This is what we suggest: scientific management of resources, et cetera, et cetera. That's what we're mostly focused on. But there are members within the movement. If you remember, at the end of Zeitgeist Addendum, one of the first things that Peter says is get off the grid. In solutions is get off the grid. That is preparation. It's it's not you know. And that was an erroneous statement you made in one of your videos. You're like, well, judging by your comments, I don't think you're preparing at all. I have no idea what you saw because I read those damn things. Where, where in any of that did anybody say, well, we're not preparing right now or we have no well, intention to prepare because that isn't true at all? Well, I'd, I'd had a number of conversations with people in the personal messages, and I had a specific quote was a person was telling me that farming was all automated already. And I was like, are you crazy? Massive agriculture I, usually there is a lot of automation in massive agriculture. I, I've worked on a lot of farms, man. I've worked on big, Bye-bye. big farms, and it's there's one thing that you say it's you're driving around a big machine. That's not automated. It doesn't run by itself. 
I mean, this, these are hard jobs to drive a tractor all day. I mean, it's miserable. I mean, it's not automated. It's not like they put a robot on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it, you don't agree with that person about the state of automation. We know that the well, he, he didn't, he didn't automate food, but what, what is that? How is that relevant about us not preparing? Because once again, most of the people, a random person on the internet, I have no idea who the person is or what they were. All the, the the conglomeration of the comments that I saw demonstrated a clear lack of realism on what, what how the world actually works. Okay. Like people, it, this they they have a lot of ideas. Oh, we can do this. Oh, we can do this. Oh, we're going to just do this. I was like, well, that's just not how that works right now. I mean, talking, telling people that all ordering is done automatically through computers, it's like, well, have you been a manager? Have you ever ordered in a – have you ever worked in a grocery store? I mean, choices have to be made. Now, I'm not saying you couldn't invent an algorithm to do those things if you really, really wanted to. I don't think it would be as good as a human but All right. Well, hey, simple. I have an idea. Let me let me let me point something out, okay? And I'm not trying to invalidate what you're pointing out. It's just I could give you all kinds of uh, comments that were that were stated to me that were just as negative or just as crazy. I already gave you one example. I had another guy today just tell me that you know that they're going to come take our stuff and they're being honest about it. And obviously, I'm not going to attribute that to you, but I can guarantee you that because the movement roughly has roughly around 500,000 people, okay? That unless you've talked to, and I know you haven't reviewed 500,000 or even a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of 500,000 you know, individuals talking to you, um, my advice to you is, is if you really want to get a feel for what we think and, and what we're doing, I would go to the TS3 server and talk to people there because that's a much better judgment and, um, well, as I'm, far as getting an idea for what we really think than just random YouTube comments because like some of them sure, are obviously sure. wrong. Sure, that, that, that's, that's perfectly fair. But in, in, inherent in the, the philosophy itself, I see a, a drastic lack of realism, and and that that seems to be reflected in the individuals who believe in that stuff. I mean, you guys over and over again are talking about how the system is, is based on the scientific method, based on the scientific method. Well, then why don't you apply the scientific me- method and actually test it? You know, we, why no, don't we test? will. We absolutely will. That was I will. was like it's always part of the design. No, it, first city is is for that purpose. And then and the open farm tech stuff that I've already told you about is testing that right now. They're working on building uh and it's all open source too. You can you can download the plans and you can make your own tractor. It's way cheaper than the other ones. It's, it it does the job of a bunch of different tractors. They sell completed ones if you want them, but they'll just let you make them yourself. All of their technology is like that. There are people working on what you're discussing. Doug Millet well, talking about I'm not, on it right now. I'm first of all, I'm not specifically against anybody coming up with new farm technology. To me, that's irrelevant. The, the technologies that I'm talking about, the, the things that are in question that really matter, are the political system. Or how would you actually... I mean, you, I know you're saying it's not going to be a political system, but how? I mean, when it comes down to it, it's going to be making life and death decisions about how how things are distributed. And, I mean, for instance, if you take this question, okay, your system is supposed to have a monopoly on production, and it's supposed to be a good thing because it's going to produce things that people need, but that people want, right? Mm-hmm. So... Say if I want to have a bottle of wine every night. Okay. I have the right to that, no matter what? Um. Well, it, that's actually – it depends on the circumstances. There's stuff that would be um, manufactured for massive use, you know, and then there's some stuff that would probably be seen as, well, this isn't something that we want society to be, be responsible for, but if you want to make your own wine – 
you know, you can get the resources and go make your own wine. We don't care. Well, wait, what if I don't want to? What if I want to just be able to buy wine? No, no. I mean, I mean why should I have to? Why should I mean have from a, to? Produce? From you mean from a production center, or do you mean buy yeah, it? Like, there's a certain, like, oh, like, it's like France has darn good wine. I enjoy French wine. So then go to France and drink the wine. No, no, I want to be. I want to stay in Texas and drink French wine. Well, then go to France, get the wine, go back to Texas. Oh, come on. You're going to try to tell me that in order to get a, a, a glass of wine, I have to go to France in your system? Well, it depends that's, on... That, that's ludicrous. No, not necessarily, but I guess what the question is this. If you want French wine and that's your your interest, okay, then... Well, what if I want French wine and Chilean wine? I happen to like both. So then, the, so then go through whatever you need to do to acquire them. Okay, the, the question that I think... Let's clarify your question. What is it exactly that you want from the system? You got, you, I want the ability to choose what I want to buy and, and not have a, a system with a monopoly on production and distribution dictating what I can do. I don't want to have to freaking go to, to France to get a bottle of wine and then go to Chile to get another bottle of wine or, or have to have my own vine, vineyard in the backyard. I mean, what if I'm living in a, in a place that doesn't allow that? I mean... That's not a reasonable way of handling economy. So obviously, if you're in a situation where I want a bottle of wine and somebody else has it and your system doesn't provide it, I'm going to go around your system. So go I'm ahead. Here. Get yourself some wine. And and that's going to become a market. That will be a market. And you won't be able to crush that. It will become a competing market. And it eventually will become a more powerful market. And history has shown that over and over and over again. Anything that we've tried to abolish or anything that we tried to cut out of the system just by not making it available develops it's a black It's not market. banned. It's just a question of what we use resources to produce. If it, 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 Look. Look at it like this, okay? You know, if, if you're, if, you know, in a family that you might even be in, because I use the family as an example frequently because most families are, are centrally planned economies, essentially, okay? You know, and one of the family members has a really expensive taste, you know, Obviously, mom looks at you and says, well, sweetie, we can't afford that right now, but you know, if you're willing to go out and get a job and go get it yourself, then go ahead. Now, that's, that's an example of the attitude about it, is that you can still pursue anything you want. You know, I mean, hell, you can fucking learn how to brew your own wine. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. If, you, if it's really important to you that you go get French wine, <coughs> then you just go get it. Nobody's banning it. And, and if you want to trade it, we oh, don't care don't... about that either. It's just not, it's not about banning trade. Or even dictating you. It's about making it obsolete. You don't have to, at least not for the things you really need. Now, you well, make so what the if market, I wanna, so nothing's what if illegal. I, Hold on. Nothing's illegal. So if you want to have your wine, it's not going to create crime if it's not illegal. And we've already been over decriminalization of drugs, things of that nature. Nothing's illegal. It's not banned. It was a question of whether or not, okay, is this a necessity that we need to involve the world's you know, overproduction in, you know, the communal production systems? Is it something that's required for people's survival? Because that's all we really focus on with, with that aspect of it. But if you want to do, do a private project and make wine, nobody's going to stop you. Yeah, but who's going to be controlling in the system? Who's going to have access to the actual energy, the oil, or whatever is being used? Like the transport. Say if 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 I want to have my business actually have mass transport bringing in you know this wine from France, for instance. Um, and what if your system just says no? I mean, we're not going to do that. And it, what, you guys control all the mass transit. You control all the roads. And I can't do it because that's not a, a good usage of, of, of resources. Let, let's you can't, go over this again. Give me your scenario from the top. I'm sorry. Okay, there's there's multiple scenarios. Okay, one could be I just want to get wine. And basically, in your system, I either have to go to France and get it, or you know, 
if I if if there's if I'm lucky to have someone who's dealing it on the black market, then I can go you know well, let's try to get it from him. There is no black market. Nothing's illegal. Well, if if we have to go around the system to get it, if he's gonna, I mean, if you guys are controlling everything, if you guys are controlling the energy, the the transport products, and all sorts of things like that, inevitably there's going to have to be restrictions on what you can use. Um, a transport vehicle for say if you know there's a dump truck mm-hmm. you know, or uh, an 18-wheeler maybe it runs off of super clean energy and it, whatever it doesn't hurt anybody but still somebody gets to decide who gets to transport what with it and you know so inevitably the question comes are you going to let this person use it for you know what he wants to do to you know to transport to bring in some wine or to do this this is a very minimal thing because there's a lot of other situations that are that are not as easy to answer you know we're we're talking about eliminating um you know factories and things like that that are producing products that you're not in agreement with or your system's not in agreement with so in in essence because you guys have control of the whole chain leading up to that that um transport or that production or anything like that they would never have the tools available unless they steal it you understand because that's what that's where the the, I'm the still black, not the really getting. I mean, I I understand that you have the, I, I, and I want to answer you. It just it, it's it, it seems like you're having a hard time formulating a scenario for me that that I don't just dismiss as the same as it was before. If somebody no, no, checks a big wine, then they maybe, do it. Maybe maybe it's not coming across clearly. Basically, if you guys have a monopoly on all levels of production, in order to get around the system, people would have to resort to stealing from the system. In order, in order, so that they can get the materials to, you know, to do to, to do transport that's not approved of or not, you know, uh, smiled upon by the mainframe, or you know, in order to um, build tools that are not um, smiled upon by the mainframe, because all the materials, all the tools, everything is accounted for in this system, everything. So if anybody wants to go around it. They're going to have to steal, and that whether or not that, I, don't, that, I don't think they'd have to steal at all because we talk about personal endeavors and hobbies and things of that nature all the time. It, it won't. I mean, unless you're thinking the only kinds of times that what you're talking about would ever even be a question is when you get into situations like somebody always wants to ask, "What if I want 300 televisions?" or some retarded question like that, and then expects us to answer it. And essentially, it's kind of a matter of um, there's a societal issue in that. You know, it, it kind of amounts to this. All right. If you know, because if you, because remember, these are voluntary societies. If you come into our society, then you understand that the resources here are communal, and that we need to make sure that everybody's taken care of before anything does anybody, anything, everybody does anything crazy. But your personal hobbies are fine. We're not going to produce 300 bottles of wine for you, you know. When, but if you want to make wine, go ahead. And if you want access to our resources and our tools, you know, as long as it's not ridiculous, you know, like somebody who just decided that they need to make a billion bottles of wine, we don't care. We really don't. It's not about stealing at that point. You can manufacture them yourself. So I could just go in there and allocate resources to build myself a factory. And you guys would be okay with it. I, I don't believe that. What about a whole factory or a bottle of well, yeah, wine? Well, yeah, no, I mean, no. I mean, there's a whole different, a whole bunch of different situations that could develop, like whether I want to be a producer, whether I want to be um, a consumer, or what, any level on there. Individual choice is being eliminated in some level. And you know, how do you get around that? I mean, you're saying, like, on one hand, you just brush off. And you're like, okay, if you want French wine, go to France. Well, well, hell, I I want to live in a system where if I want to go have French wine, I have to go to France. And there's a lot of people who don't. And a lot of people aren't taking into account the things. Maybe you don't like French wine, 
but maybe you like something else that comes from from another country. Um, maybe like tomatoes in in the winter um, or something like that. It's it's like oh well, we don't have tomatoes here in in Nebraska in the winter, so tough cookies. Um, well, I mean, I'll give you, I'll, I'll allow you to use that as an analogy, although you can obviously avoid you get around that with technology. But no. You know, in a voluntary exchange, we don't. Once again, we don't ban trade. You know, if if you wanted to have an exchange, you know, like maybe you have a friend who lives in France who sends you some damn wine. We don't care. That that's what I'm trying to tell. Is that I, I think that the problem that comes up here is that people have a tendency to get into these really extreme examples, and then they 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 paint this. Well, you're not going to be able to allow us to do this unless well, no, you, unless I you have a really ridiculous need, like 300 lire jets. Nobody's going to stop you. I don't want to have to have a friend in France send me a bottle of wine. I want to be able to go to the store and get a bottle of wine. That, to me, is a way of life that I want to live. I don't want to live in a system where everybody has to go to these ridiculous lengths to get the most basic luxuries. I don't know that it would actually be all that ridiculous, because that's why I said just go to France and get a bottle of wine. We're talking about travel being free. Let's go get your damn wine, man. We don't care. You know, if if you want to do that, then you do it. You jump on the maglev or whatever. You know, obviously we're not going to have maglevs right away, but you know, it, it, there's no price tag on travel, so you just go. You go get your damn wine. You know, we don't care. If you if you prefer to have a system where you live in stores, I mean, if if it's really important to you that you can have access to all of these things, I mean, I still think that you know, it, for the most part, I mean, once again, we're all kind of demanding, first of all, that there isn't going to be wine or whatever. You know, and I don't know necessarily that that's even the case, but. You know, if you have a if you have a good, I mean, let, let's go into an example that's probably a little bit more clear because I could see you know wine being produced in a resource based economy, but something like say crack cocaine, yeah, no, we're not going to help you manufacture that. You know, <laughs> if you want to make that on your own, well, we're a non coercive society, so we can't stop you. We'll educate you about well, this is what it does, and we'll tell everybody else. By the way, this is what it does, but you're still free to do it. You know, people who inter are interested in those kinds of self-destructive things tend to weed themselves out. You don't have to do anything to them, as they found out in all the countries that they decriminalize things in. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get across to you, is that the approach is not coercive in that aspect. And a lot of the things that people want or believe that they want now are manufactured through advertising and all kinds of other bullshit. If you just happen to like French wine, then you go get it. It's really not much more complicated than that. You know, you know how, I mean... You guys are making this all contention on contending on um, this maglev that doesn't exist yet. I mean, no, I just, I, I yeah, okay, so jump on a plane. Who cares? Okay. We, we're that's, not gonna... that's that's a fourteen-hour trip. I mean, I, I don't want to get on, I don't want to get on a on a plane to go get a bottle of wine. I mean, I'm in France right now, and it's it was a it's a hell of a trip to get here. It's going to be a hell of a trip to get back. I mean, I I make the, I haven't been here in two years because I hate the trip so much. You know, if, if if that was the conditions for getting wine, that's a pretty sad state of society. I'm sorry, I mean, that's it, really. I mean, Hello. and there's a I whole think, lot of things that would be like that. I mean, I mean, there's hey, well, people who. I, I, mean, I don't there's think people that who, the system's going to break down because somebody wants a bottle of French wine. Can we? Can well, you have any other examples? Okay, people who want guns. Go I mean, ahead. you, you get, so have guns, but people who want factories and want to go buy a gun, they don't want to have to go build a gun themselves. I mean. Is your so they, system going to allow for that? What to, for people to manufacture their own weapons? No, not no, no, not manufacture their own weapons. No one likes to manufacture their own guns today. They go want to go get a gun that someone else manufactured because that's. I mean, you don't want to go get a go build your own TV. So why should the guy who wants a gun have to go manufacture his own gun or his own hunting knife? I mean, how like you, you, we have to understand that there is an inherent restriction on free choice. That's being implied because of the way that you're having this monopoly on production. Okay, well, 
once again, as I've already pointed out to you, the monopoly in production is kind of a fallacy in that you still have it's it's communal. It, 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 the, the the means of production belong to everyone. Um, Anarcho syndicalism has a, as a term like that. It's it's just a matter of you know if you need to go make something, then you just go make it. You know, there may be, you know, a factory or a workplace or whatever it is that you want to do. And if you want something and, and nobody else is making it, I mean, I, I find it unlikely. I'm sure there are bound to be historians who'd be interested in making firearms and being gunsmiths. You could buy one from one of them. Or is it this well, since there's no buying? So you just ask him for it and he makes you one. Well, what timeline are you talking about here? Because, I mean, you have. Well, that, that, is a, that is an important question. And, and because you're talking about, you're like, talking right about, now, we have millions, millions of, of gun owners who are very, very, feel very strongly about that in this country. And you're talking about a collapse that's about to happen probably in the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. And you're going to try to build the system up with these people who are still alive. Okay, so... No, 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 no. And and that is an important question. And it's one of the reasons that talking about this is such a pain in the ass, because we are talking about different stages. I mean, obviously, if I talk to you, I mean, I, you haven't really talked about your solutions or what you suggest for the world yet. But, you know, I, and I'm sure that those, you know, there are going to be questions that have to do with timeline on your issues. Obviously, I don't ask you what you do in a collapse you know, as in what you're doing now, probably storing food, things like that, you know, um, you know, and then then ask you, well, what are you going to do? You know, and then have that same question apply to what you're going to do 10 years after a collapse, because it's a totally different situation. It's one of the reasons why we tell people when they ask us about transition, we said, well, we could tell you the method that we go about making decisions, but we don't know what's going on with the transition because we don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know what the circumstances are. We don't know what the state of the planet's going to be yet. But we can tell you that when we when it when that we are presented in that situation, we're going to use the scientific method to determine and test what will work and what will what won't, and we'll do what works and we won't do what won't. That it's that simple. That that's the main thing about people. This is to try. Jock is trying to get through to people to be rational, critical, analytical thinkers and apply science to how we you know essentially live on this planet, or we're going to die. Not because. We're going to run around shooting people, but because the planet is not going to put up with us doing this forever. That that no. is state. Okay. Now, if now this is the other issue though. Okay, because this falls into the same situation. Now, let's say that you know, because I I have friends who are anarcho-capitalists who said that they would never want to live in our society, but they recognize that we're a non-coercive element. So obviously, they can't show up and tell us what we can do. You know, and this is another thing about monopoly. That's another thing I want to point out to you. Okay, we propose that 100% of the Earth's culture do this. But it's not its not something that we're going to rigidly, you know, push on people. You know, I mean, I'm sure that there are other people who have similar attitudes. You know, there are free marketeers who would just love it if the whole world was a free market. That doesn't mean that they're going to go run around and force other countries to become free market countries. You know, it's, it's about the force of ideas. You present the idea, you demonstrate the idea. And this is something else that it's going to be in the next video that I that we make for you. But it has to do with you know our methods of, of convincing people, and if it doesn't work for certain people, then they don't have to come. You know, I told you about Jock and his example of the Amish. The Amish are never going to want to live in our society, so that they don't have to. Period. They can go do whatever the hell they want. And, and in fact, more to the point, not only will we not stop them, if they need our help, like a catastrophe happens, we'll come help them. Went through the same thing with Charlie Veach from the Love Police. He's an anarcho-primitivist. He's like, can I go live in the forest and not be in your cities? I said, sure. We don't care. In fact. You're going to have an excellent time because we want to help heal the earth and, you know, get rid of pollution and, you know, things like that. So you're going to be golden, man. Go do your thing. It's a non-coercive society. So if uh, you decide I mean, you want to have a free system of exchange because you want to be able to have things like bottles of wine and you go do it, we don't care. Go do it.
I'm afraid I just don't. I'm. I can't just take your word on that when I see these these elements already developing inside the group. I mean, you haven't. I mean, I guess the thing is really. What, one thing that really bothers me is is I, I saw this, this conversation with Jock where he was saying where they were saying like if someone gave you enough money to build a city right now would you do it and he said no I want to make you know I would make films instead mm-hmm. and it's like that that's the root of his desire is to get lots and lots of people on board on this thing before we test it to me that goes totally against scientific method because no 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 say, 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 wait hold on hold on if, no, go if ahead. you were to develop, you were to develop a new pharmaceutical drug and you know some it, this this drug happens to contain a molecule of cyanide and there's a lot of people saying well historically this has been really deadly you shouldn't do this and you're like no 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 we've mixed it with these other molecules and it's going to be great it's going to be wonderful and all we need is to get enough people who want to try it and we're just going to try it and i say well why the hell didn't you try it on monkeys first or you know at least on somebody who's really sick and about to die or something like that I mean, like you're not doing it in a, in a small scale, like the actual organization thing, and yet you're you're bringing in these masses of people, masses of people, and reaching out to the United Nations, which is an entirely corrupt government, and reaching out to Obama, you know, the United States government, which is a, a horribly corrupt cartel. That was the TPP challenge who made a video addressing Obama. Mm-hmm. And this is we're living in a time period where there are lots of organizations who clearly would love to take these basic ideas and use them and just alter them just a little bit. And if you guys were offered something that was 75% of what you say you want, I think a lot of you would jump on it, even though the deadly part of it was added in there. Okay. I mean, well, you know, no, hold on. Now, now, now let me address one of your points. Okay. Um, the first, the first aspect that I want to address. Okay. Is, as you brought up, okay, you used the example of testing drugs on massive amounts of people. Now, I, I want to point out, and I hope you, you recognize that this is fair, that that's kind of an extreme example. We want a lot of people on board because we're going to have to test these social systems in a large community in order to get a real idea. Now, we want to do it in small communities, too, and that and people are already doing that. Like That's what, that's basically what factory... It's not just farming, by the way. They, they do a lot of different kinds of technology at Open Farm Tech, okay? But... You know, we do want to test it in, in a large scale, and that's why we talk about a, a test city. That's the first step: is a test city to determine are these things working. Are you okay? Sorry. <clears throat> okay. I was like, yeah, that's not bad. Um, yeah, a little bit of cough. No problem. Um, we do want to test these things before in, in all of these concepts. Now, this is the same thing actually that came out during my interview with Stefan that I think is very relevant here, and that has to do with the fact that. The root issue here is the scientific method applied for social concern, not irrelevant superstition, not bullshit politics, you know, that's always corrupted, okay? But can you prove that this is the best way to do a given thing? You should be able to do that statistically. Other people should be able to reproduce it, and if they can't, then it is no longer science. That's the other thing I would kind of try to to get across to you is that although, yeah, Jacques has all these designs and and there are different people who, like, you know, some people say the circular city model won't won't work or whatever. The difference is is that that science has no ego. If you prove to Jacques Fresco that his city designs are not the best designs, he'll just go, okay, I've already done it. I've talked to him and I've convinced him of things that were different. 
than it was before. The guy's not mastered by that, and he doesn't want anybody else to be either. This is just what he suggested over his years of research and contemplating on the subject, but the final quote-unquote authority is only what you can prove is efficient. That's it. And if for some reason something that we're doing fails, then it's no longer what we're doing. We want to use the scientific method for social concern to try to make a world that will work sustainably for all people to have the highest quality of life possible. That's our goal. Now, if we find that one of the things that we're doing doesn't work, as opposed to a politician who's going to continue doing it anyway because he wants to hold on to his bullshit job, then um, we just stop doing the thing that doesn't work, and then we do something else. You don't have situations like you would have, like, you know, for example, capitalist United States, which is not a free market. I know that. Okay, well, that's an obvious example of, wow, uh, this is not working out. We have supposedly a democratic republic where we elect people from a you know, select few who happen to have the money to be presented on the ballot. You know, and if you happen to be from a poor background, the only way you're getting on the ballot is if you whore yourself to corporations. So, well, obviously that system's not working. But hey, it's the American way, and we're patriotic, and we're going to keep doing this, which is the same bullshit that the, that the uh, nomenclature, the, the elite in Russia, Soviet Russia, told everybody else. But we're Russians, and we're going to keep doing this, even though it was obviously not working. And those are two examples of failed systems, okay, that were not ruled by science, that were ruled by bullshit. And that's why one of the critical aspects of what we do, okay, is about encouraging the critical thinking. And let me, let me tell you this, okay? And once again, I came from a libertarian background, all right? If for some reason the things that you're talking about happen, okay, if, if for some reason some kind of evil regime moved in, okay, I'd be standing right there next to you to deal with it, okay? And the majority of us, I, I mean, I, I can't speak for, once again, there's always going to be some random idiot saying something stupid on the Internet somewhere, okay? But I can tell you that all the people that I know, and I know an awful lot of people in, in the Zeitgeist movement, okay? Thousands of people, actually, that have conversed with me one way or another, okay? Now, knowing all of them, I can tell you that none of us would be on board with it either, okay? The whole yeah. goal here is that this is... We're all coming from a similar attitude of freedom. That's it. And, and that, this is the reason why it bothers me so much, dude, is that we're not enemies. But man, would the people who are our actual enemies really love it if we wasted a bunch of our time doing what we're doing right now? Well, I mean, the thing, the reason that I consider the ideology an enemy is because I see the propensity for abuse just in the current political context of the world. Like, for instance, um, early in December... There was a video that was released by a conglomerate of very, very, very powerful corporations, um, and um, it was the video was called Plannedopolis. And the, anybody who wants can go in and look it up. Just Plannedopolis. Um, it was produced by Forum for the Future, and um, among the producers, Bank of America, BT, Canterbury, um, City of London, like the financial center, Dannon. Um, EDF Energy, which is the largest energy company in, in France, um, Eurostar, Finlay's, I mean, just on and on. It, it's almost 80 companies funded this thing. I, I encourage anybody out there to go watch that video. And I think if, if, you, if you watch that video, I think you'll understand why I consider oh. what you're proposing to be dangerous. Because just a, a, little, a few compromises, and you guys could be proposed something that goes along with what they are proposing. And okay, I'm sorry. Could you, could you take that from the top? Because the, I, I had a noise on my computer. I, I, the only thing I need, what video is it again? I'm deeply sorry. I'm not ignoring you. 
Planopolis. I mean, okay. you can do a Google search. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'll, I'll actually upload it at some point, probably in the next week. Um, and what's really, I mean, this is this this is probably the main reason why I got very serious about about the Zeitgeist movement, mm-hmm. because I saw this kind of propaganda being put out, totally separate. I'm not saying that they're funding you guys, but Cargill was one of the companies. That was another one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. And they put out this thing of these, these mega-controlled cities um, where everybody is get rationed food and everybody gets a ration of, of travel and everything is run by a computer. It was it was like the dark version of what you guys are describing. Like, not, I, mean, I know you guys have good intentions, but there's a very slight twist. It's, it's a very little twist that's needed in order to turn it dark. And there are people, very, very, very high-power people who are presenting this as an option. That, that to me, is disturbing. Because if they present something, it, what if one of these guys decides, okay, well, you've got enough of these zeitgeist people who are going along with this. Let's tell them that we're going to build you know, these zeitgeist cities. And the thing is, I, don't, I might have faith in, in you. I, I, I see you as a being a critical thinker, and you, are, you have integrity, and you, you want to you – know, Fight for what's right and all these things, but you hand something to the masses, and it just usually goes wrong. I mean, you can talk about how we're going to improve people and make them all better and stuff like that, but in the current state of affairs right now, people are sheep. They they would go along with it, and I don't like giving them something that makes it easier. No, and and you know, and don't get me wrong. I understand. I you know, I left the Ron Paul movement because of the sheep issue, um, actually. Uh, and I took a lot of shit for it. It's huge, okay, because he endorsed Chuck Baldwin. Chuck Baldwin was a theocrat. I researched that and exposed it, and they got really mad at me. I got kicked off the network I work for for doing that, even though I told the total truth. I know what you mean about sheep, and the funny thing is, is they're everywhere, man. Uh, Alex Jones has his own sheep. Uh, you know, it, it, a lot of people have their own sheep, and I think the best way to combat that, and this is one of the reasons why you see Jock and, and Peter not wanting to be leaders in the normal sense. They, they'll help you administrate. They'll talk to you. They'll give you things. But it's very important to Jacques that he doesn't have any psychophants. He, those people really annoy him, I might add. People who are obviously just fanboys, he can't stand that. You know, and Peter's the same way. It, it's, it, but unfortunately, we, we do have a lot of those people. But I, I want you to accept the possibility here that um, because those people exist in everything – I don't think that that's unique to the Zeitgeist movement any more than I thought that you know obviously like the Ron Paul movement is completely different than ours, you know, um, and at least as far as economics and personal liberty were basically the same, okay. But economics is very different. Yet there are people who just like they said you're going to go against Ron Paul. When I said to them, I'm like, dude, I got into this because you guys were going to give equal rights to people, and that includes gay people, and that includes people who are not Christian. And right now you're telling me that it doesn't matter to you anymore, that, that those things. I'm sorry, I'm not going to compromise on that. And if you don't like it and you're telling me that I'm, that means I'm against Ron Paul, I guess I'm against Ron Paul. Because although I'm 100% straight, it's none of my damn business what somebody else is doing in their bedroom. Now, I don't want to get too much on the tangent, but you get my point. Okay, well, now, yeah, and, and, and I agree. And I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, I agree with you on that point. Right. But, but, but I've also seen, I've also seen um, Peter Joseph numerous times, not just... Um, Avoid specifically ridiculing people who you know bring up the dangers of the globalists. I mean, the globalists are a real group of people. I mean, these, these people have been putting in trade agreements. 
I mean, the European Union was just created out of out of a group of countries. Right. Most most I, I I've I've spent you know more than a year, like close to two years, in Europe, and I tell you, most of them do not know that there is a president of Europe right now. Right. Most people do not know because it's this globalist system is being set up where there's less and less access to the control mechanisms. Okay, well, you've seen Zeitgeist 1. I'm sure you're aware that um, although this movement doesn't concentrate on the content, obviously, um, you know, we, we know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I've seen him specifically ridiculing people who are talking about the um, the dangers of globalism. You know, he, he he was talking about how people were just so so blankety-blank stupid um, in talking about the, the New World Order. Well, I mean, I, no, I've no, no, no. That, that's a fair. That's a fair point. Now, let, let me explain why. Okay, some of the stuff that we're getting from people, I, I got to tell you, okay, because obviously most of us got here through Zeitgeist One, so we've heard a lot of conspiracy theory stuff. Okay, the the thing that has made me the most, because I'm not going to be a freaking sheep of the conspiracy group either. And this is one of the things that's ticking me off. We got guys. Okay, but the different criticisms that we get about New World or accusations on Zeitgeist, if I wanted to keep track of all of them, we've been called anti-Semitic. And we've been called Zionist. As yeah, I mean, too. Even, I mean, as even, as if that's even possible. Okay? I mean, I, I've, had, I've, had, I've had the same accusations made on me. So, I mean, I don't... So it's, it's just, that's what I'm getting at. It's unfortunately, there is also a freaking Mimi that people are plugged into in the truth movement. And then they're all contradicting one another. I, I can't keep track of it. They, you know, Every 30 seconds, somebody's saying, well, that person's a 350th degree Freemason. And I'm like, and then I started to think, and the funny thing is, dude, is that it was, it was documentaries that were starting to make me worry about it. Like I watched one about Michael Moore, that he just fabricated stuff that he put in Roger and me. He staged incidents, all kinds of bad stuff. And then I started going, you know... I'm not just going to agree with everything somebody says. You know, I looked into the Bohemian Grove thing a little closer, and now I'm kind of skeptical. I, you know, I used to just be like, oh, yeah, it's definitely some globalist evil thing. And then, and now I'm just like, well, you know, I'm not – it's just there's there's so much cheesy crap out there. And what Peter's dealing with is that you have to understand, we get guys who make ignorant statements like Venus is the morning star. So therefore, we're we're all Satanists. And I'm just like, dude, I'm sorry. That's just retarded. And they're like, well, the Bible says – that Lucifer is the morning star, and then I go, okay, uh, Revelation 22.16, I, Jesus, am the bright morning star, okay? It, you can't just go make an association and expect that to mean truth. you got to go investigate this shit for yourself, and that's yeah, what... I, mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't like those kind of things either. It's, I know, the same t but, there, but that's there, what Peter's talking about, okay? Peter's talking about that. But, but in his film, he specifically mocked the people who were like, one world government and new world order and all this stuff, I mean... Um, yeah, the, the New World Order is a very real concept. I mean, there's the people who are running this country use the word. The people who are running Europe use the word. I mean, the French president, the British parliament. I mean, I, anybody who does a little bit of research can see that, yeah, there is a group of people who are intentionally trying to set up a one-world government right now. So that's not an, uh, a null point. He, he, made, he I've, I can put up several clips of him. Specifically mocking the one world government idea. Well, um, but it's a, it's a, to me, I don't want to live in a world that's controlled by one government. That's the thing. No, hey, I had I had my reservations about that too. Okay, don't get me wrong. It has to be done the way that we're talking about it, and, it, and if it stops being that way, I'm not going to support it, and neither is anybody else. But we're talking about a one world peace situation. Okay, now if and that's 
the word global, okay, I'll give you an example, okay, the, you know, you, you use Star Trek. Most people don't know this, but actually Jacques Fresco was one of the people Gene Roddenberry consulted with when he wrote Star Trek. Okay, and one of the things they talked about is is if you look at Earth in Star Trek, it's a one, it's a one, uh, it's basically a resource-based economy. Now, mind you, that's a lot easier when you got replicators and stuff like that. But still, okay, but the world is unified at one point as a human species, not as in you know. And when that happens, though, it's an egalitarian society. And if it's anything less than that, I'll be fighting right next to you to stop it. And I and I get where you're coming from. There's another aspect about that stuff you need to understand. We have a situation where we recognize that. Focusing a great deal on what on the kind of stuff you're talking about is turning off the kind of people that we need to get to. We need to talk to people about being critical and analytical thinkers and about using these technologies to save the planet who aren't going to want to hear about 9-11, who aren't going to want to hear about you know, the Masons. They're, they're, they're not going to listen to us about that. So we can't get into that. You know, well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not asking anybody to get into the Masons or anything like that. No, no, I'm just I mean, using it as an example. These are the kinds of things that, you know, because we, we have had these problems because there are people who come from that, that group of people who like Zeitgeist and now are like, what are you guys doing? And, and the aspect is that we have to change our approach. We cannot continue to be guys standing around in Yuko and saying, you think some people in a cave got north? You know, that, that's not working. It's making us look crazy. And, in fact, some people think that Alex is doing that on purpose to make us look crazy. Okay, so that's it's about changing our attitude and, and, and a lot of that. And, I, you know, this is why I said, dude, you'd probably be a lot better off just coming into TS3 and, and talking to us on a day to day basis, because, you know, I talk to Doug all the time. I know him really well. He's a family man. He loves his daughter. He would never kill anybody's children ever, ever, ever would that ever enter his mind. If you take something just out of a clip, this is the thing that, that I found that I was doing this myself. OK, that's what I'm trying to get across to you. I, I used to just take, you know, quotes and just go, you know what? That guy made a quote, and, and he put it in his movie. You know, maybe it was Ben Stewart or whoever, you know, in Chimatica or whatever. And I, therefore, I'm going to take exactly what he said right. Then I watched documentaries about documentaries and about how these people can be very misleading and how they can totally push one side of things and, and they can rip somebody to pieces. I studied the media. This is also that critical thinking I'm trying to tell you about, okay? It's like this is the stuff that we exchange in the Zeitgeist movement. I know that there are psychophants just like there isn't anything else. There's a, the, you know, the cultish element, whether it be the, the cult of the KISS army that thinks Gene Simmons is awesome, you know, or whatever, yes, any large group of people does that. But that doesn't mean we're Branch Davidians or freaking Scientologists or whatever. It means that there's a group of people that think the same way. I've heard the Truther movement, the 9-11 Truther movement's been referred to as cultish. Okay? You know, so in any case, though, we teach a lot about critical thinking and analytical thinking. It's, you know, and, we, and when you look at, the, look at the videos on my website, what's up there? Uh, Militainment Incorporated, educating people about how the government you know, glorifies war so that they can get more people to, you know, to join the military and to buy war toys. What else do I have up there? Uh, Out Fox, Rupert Murdoch's War on Journalism, Orwell Rolls in His Grave, both you know, about how the, you know, basically about how people are being brainwashed with the media. This is the kind of information that people in the Zeitgeist movement pass around to each other okay? all the time. All that stuff, it's, it's there. And, and sometimes, you know, maybe they'll, they'll say some things we don't necessarily agree with, so don't go running over and finding something in one of those videos you don't like and assume, oh, look, this guy's movement is evil. No. But I do tell people, study this damn shit yourself. Okay, and you know who taught me that? Senator Mike Gravel. I worked for him. I went from Ron Paul to Mike Gravel because Ron Paul wasn't running for president anymore, and he took me aside. I'm actually the guy who got him in the Libertarian Party. And I said to him, you know, he told me, he's like, look, I, I, I really like that you want to work with me, but I want you to understand, I really don't like people who are just followers. He's like, if you don't agree with me about something, I want you to come talk to me about it. And he's the one who told me 
go research Ron Paul. He's like, I know you like Ron Paul. Hey, I like Ron Paul. But I know you, and there are some things about Ron Paul you're not going to like. And I went and I looked, and he was right. There were some things, not specifically about Mr. Paul, but some of the people he associated with I didn't like. And I still, I'm not an anti-Ron Paul person, but I could not be a part of that movement anymore because of that. I was not going to compromise on that theocratic issue. We've been over that story. Okay, but we encourage people to do that. At every root of things, the whole point of the first Zeitgeist film was, if you, if you listen to my interview with Peter, was to try to help people break out of the mold and, and think about how there's all these myths and things that we believe in. And, you know, and he was wrong about some of it, right about others. You know, I don't like Acharya S. We take endless stuff about her. I don't take her stuff at face value, but Peter didn't put a bunch of lies in a movie. He read a book. You know, and then put some of the stuff of the book in his movie. And when he made the film, he wasn't meaning to make this huge, you know, emotional film to affect the whole world. He made a musical number. I can show it to you as part of his project for being a music major. And it was that's what the first Zeitgeist was supposed to be. And then people said, hey, that was pretty cool. You should put it on the Internet. And that's how Zeitgeist happened. Okay. So the point is, is that his whole point of it, though, was to show people, you know, there's a lot of things that you believe or take for granted that are not necessarily the truth. And he may have got some of it wrong. But at the time in question, he believed what he said, okay? And he still does. But that, I guess that's what I'm trying to get across to you is, is that the whole foundation of what got us started on this is Peter wanted people to think for themselves. And we may not agree with each other, but that doesn't mean we're enemies, okay? Because one thing we do agree on is that shit needs to stop. It needs to change now. Well, the, we agree on that. We agree on that, but it, I also think that we don't need to actually do anything for it to change because it's going to change really quick. No, no, I said that too. I actually have clips that I want to give you at some point of him saying he he thinks that it's going to crash on its own. No, it's going to crash, but it's, it's going to crash very soon. The reason, the thing is, even though I'm not like I've said this before, and I I am sincere about this, I'm not enemies with the individuals. If we if we were to meet, I'm sure we would have dinner. We would you know sit around talk, play guitar. You know, you I'd hang out with your kids. You'd hang out with my my girl and whatever. I guarantee you, I would be friends with you in any circumstance. The reason I do fight the the ideology and using all the methodology that can be used in order to defeat an ideology is because I don't think that you guys will be able to keep it as a good thing. I see far too too many gaps and and far too much propensity for abuse and far too many of the, the real powers that be who are already proposing systems that are very similar the ones you're talking about, but but the, on the surface, and that's the thing, on the surface is all that most people need. All all the people need is really something to be sold to them in, in, in our current state of affairs. And since we don't have 100 years until this collapse happens, that scares me. I, I honestly believe that we're heading into World War III probably within the next 10 years. And when that happens, we're going to have this great reset. But you know what? Who's going to be holding the cards when it's done? Probably the same people who are holding the cards right now. And they're going to rebuild it, and they're going to propose something to replace what we have. And it's pro- they're going to do everything in their power to make it sound sweet and beautiful and wonderful. And it might just be just a little bit compromised from what you guys are proposing, but a, a global-controlled system, anything – I mean, I'm a, I, I am to the death against any system that is a global government, even if it's run by a computer. I will fight that to the death. Not you as an individual, but I will sabotage the computers. I will hack the computers. Okay, well, even if it's not a coercive system, and even if it's not interfering with your direct life and your your personal property, you would attack it anyway? 
it, it, you already clearly outlined that it would be interfering with my life. I mean, I haven't named every single product that I would want that the computer wouldn't be willing to give me, that you would have basically eliminated the, the entire market mechanism for having. But yes, you would be interfering with my life if I have to go to France in order to get a bottle of wine. Or, well, you know, I, once it, again, I'm not. Uh, that's another thing, though, is as you pointed out, is there be a market for it? I don't see that. That's another thing. There's still no banning. That's just basically. Let, let me get. Let me go this. I'm gonna go this one more time, okay? Well, I mean, if we have, hold on, if we have communal systems within our community, which you're not obligated to be part of, I might add again. Um, then we make a decision that we're going to utilize resources to make the things that we need. And if people want to make the things that they want, they're still free to do that within reason. If for some reason they're not satisfied with the way it's going on in the community, then they're free to go make their own communities. Okay, that's that's the solution here. We're not going to force a situation on you where you can't get a bottle of wine. You know, because, hey, there's a lot of other people who like wine. The likelihood is, man, is you're, you're going to be able to barter with them. You know, you're going to be able to interact with them in some fashion. You'll get your damn wine. You know, that's just one example, okay? How do you, but how do you reconcile it with, with the proposition, which was to have a total catalog of all the world's resources, every single resource, and to be producing what's necessary from those resources? And you can't do that if, okay, say if there's a specific metal that's needed in order to produce a certain kind of electronics. Right. And, um, you know, we're producing these electronics because we consider these important um, and there's only a certain amount of that metal, like say gold, or there's another mineral that comes from Africa that's extremely rare, it's like a, but it's a coltan. necessary, yeah, coltan, necessary component for all um, cell phones. Um, so there's only a certain amount of that available. Sure. Uh, so you you can't eliminate the scarcity that's inherent in that. Well, in that you're right. You're right. No, you're right. And then and the solution to that is rather than declaring war on somebody else to take their shit, you declare war on the scarcity of the issue. You find alternatives. The example that Jock gave was, you know, we embargoed Germany, so they didn't have the oil that they needed to make the rubber for their airplanes, so they they developed synthetic rubber. That's that, you know, and recently, for example, uh, they developed synthetic gasoline. Those are examples of technological solutions to deal with that inherent scarcity. Anything like that is treated as a direct threat to the people and is therefore dealt with, as in the the scarcity is the circumstance that threatens life or survival. We de we declare war on those things. Okay. Like, for example, if we're running, running into peak oil, we do a Manhattan Project-level project to go fix the energy problem. We don't go invade, you know, Middle Eastern countries and steal their oil. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, when you're dealing with something like coltan, um, it's not necessarily a necessity for survival. So, well, no, I mean, I mean well, you, you find alternatives. And, and well, if I mean, you can't find them, then, you know, I mean, I don't think that that'll ever happen. But, you know, especially when we have science is not hindered by the price tag these people are being taken care of, you're going to find that you know that's, there's actually a great video about that called uh, you know the, the amazing science of what it motivates people. MIT did a study on it, and uh, it, people will be motivated to find those solutions, particularly if they're not hindered by having to work a nine to five for some jerk off corporation that's hurting people. You know, absolutely they'll figure it out, and that's that's our solution. That's a hell of a lot better than going over and killing people. I'm, I'm much better with the let's find a solution. And not only not only because it's immoral, because it's not even effective. Okay, so I go get your coltan, and and now I have a little more of the the scarce resource. How about I don't build my infrastructure that needs the scarce resource in the first place, or you know find another way to recycle it? One of the problems with the cell phone thing is that they're all just being you know they're being 
that's another example of a product that we would do totally differently. Every product that we would devise would be easily upgradable. And in this, in the, right now, trying to mine the coltan out of all that plastic and the other bullshit that goes into those cell phones is a, a terrible example of a, a design, you know, that we would never go along with. You know, I guess I, I'm, I'm trying to get across to you essentially that there are technical solutions to, to scarcities that are not only more moral, but they're also it's, it was a much better solution. Imagine, for example, that company that developed that, that synthetic gasoline that they're saying is going to be about a dollar fifty a gallon. What if they had all the resources that our military had right now? They would have had that probably 10 years ago. It probably would have even been better. Okay, That's the idea of the scientific approach when there's a problem. Not uh, be a neoconservative, um, either have a false flag operation, 9-11, or ignore a terrorist attack and let them do it for us so that we have an excuse to get into Iraq. Okay, so we could take their oil? No, those are political solutions based on the monetary system. It's a, we're running out of oil. We need to make synthetic oil. Let's get on that. That's how we handle it. Yeah, but the, I mean, if the... Well, okay, the, the truth of the matter is, is that most energy is political. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of solutions that could be put into place that would... To, you know, take care of the oil issue. Sure. But there's also, but there are things. Using it as an example of something that I could tell you was there was a scientific alternative that was made. We don't. Yeah, even I mean, there, there's there's so many alternatives. That, like right. the the, pan, the patents on those are are being controlled right now. But well, yeah, then, that's, yeah, that's another reason why we need to get out of this monetary system. Because yeah, I, I hate that, and it's all motivated by profit. The oil companies don't want us to have that technology, you know, and we know that. That's an example of why we want to get rid, get out of the money system. Yeah, because as long as there's a profit motive, you're always going to see that. They, there are a lot of people who have researched, and they feel that the, the true cures to cancer are being withheld because there's too much money to be made in the cancer-treating industry. In, 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 terms of oil, in terms of energy, I, I don't think it's money that's the issue as much as power, control. I mean, because you, in order – when you have control over energy, you have, you have control over what a country can and can't do. Economically, no, I mean, that's true. Yeah. Well, we're not into that either. Obviously, those kinds of systems of control are evil. It's one of the reasons why we think that things like that need to go away. The concept that you can do that is this is one of the reasons that people they don't like. Well, why do you want to get rid of money? Why do you want to get rid of money? Because the only thing that's consistent about money is that it is a tool of power, and that you might rewrite it to a gold standard, but we'll you know, hundred years down the road, we'll be doing central banking all over again. That's the one thing I learned in watching the Money Masters was that the only thing consistent about money was that it will be corrupted again and again and again, and it will be used as a tool to force you to do something for them to get something you need to survive. That, that's a corruptible system, and that's why we want rid of it, you know, is that we want to get to the point where people instead focus on, let's just have a society that creates everything that people need, rather than a society of, well, we'll let this market system do its thing, and, and hopefully through competition everybody will come out okay, which just doesn't seem to work. And this, what people are going to need is going to be determined by a supercomputer? No. The supercomputer just tracks the... Um, the, the supercomputer just tracks the resources, and, and when I use that as an example, it's an automation system. It's a central hub about you know the, keeping all of the systems going. I would it's easier to explain it to people if you start on a smaller scale. Okay, you have a home, and in that home, your power comes from a solar array. 
Your heating and cooling comes from a geothermal system. You have a hydroponic garden. You have a greenhouse. And um, all of these things have automation in them. Okay? You have a central computer that monitors the circumstances in the gardens to determine whether or not something needs to be done. You have uh, that same system monitors your energy input and output, lets you know if there's a problem anywhere that is necessary. It's a nervous system. But the computer is not going to be telling human beings things like, um, you know, and this is another, I'm even more primitive example. It's like your thermostat. You know, your thermostat is, and it means most of them nowadays are computerized. And it, you know, it says, well, okay, you want 80 degrees, that's optimal. Well, then we're going to make sure it's 80 degrees. And if that means we need to turn on the furnace or we need to turn on the AC, great. You don't need to be involved in that decision, not because the thermostat rules your life any more than the, the monitoring systems in your refrigerator uh, rule your life when they turn on the cooling unit and turn it off. It's the same concept. Now, as far as rule, you see, because, like, you know, I tell people to look up cyberocracy on Wikipedia because it says machine rule government at the end, and I always tell them, now, before you panic about that last word, let's point out the fact that we are a, a non-statist organization, and that means that what is rule is just automated bureaucracy. It's not a computer saying, well, we've determined that you're going to marry Jan, so you have to marry Jan. We know that you love Sarah, but you have to marry Jan. None of that's ever going to go on. Machines don't monitor people. If you ever read Jock's book, he says that over and over and over and over again. Machines are not doing, they're not forcing people to do things, but they do keep track of information and they tell you things in, in a capacity that your brain may not be able to handle right away. That's like, for example, you know, the example he gives is an aircraft. You know, in the old days of the barnstormers, you know, aircraft, you know, you had to kind of guess how high you were. Now a machine tells you how high you are and then you act accordingly. Okay. So in the end, it still comes down to humans determining what they're, what they're going to do. Well, yes. Um, the difference, though, is is that uh, it would be a system. Let's compare a cyberocracy, for example, to a typical democracy or republic or whatever we want to call it. In these systems wherein you have a politician running everything, the example that I usually give is let's say we have a sewer system, okay? And the sewer system has a failure. In a in our current system, there's some elected dingbat who probably is bribed by, you know, one lobby or another who gives a no-bid contract, you know, like Halliburton got for Iraq, to some company that has labor unions and is intent on, you know, uh, running up the bill as much as possible, misspending and misappropriating to go fix the damn sewer. You know, that's, that's the government solution to the problem, and obviously it doesn't work. And even worse, when that, when that politician is corrupted, it's extremely hard to detect. And even if he is, it's even harder to get rid of the son of a bitch because unless he figures out, unless he breaks some law or whatever, he can get away with that for a long time. Now, in our system, the sewer system would be hooked up to a computer. It would be designed, this is a really important factor, it would be designed in the first place to not break down, okay? And if it Ooh. did break down, okay, then it would be investigated to determine, well, why did it? Because we're not going to let that happen again. Rather well, than wait, I mean, everybody... <clears throat> tries to build things so that they don't no, break no, down. You're it. right. It, it, we can never achieve perfection. We know that. It's, it's no utopia. We know we can't achieve perfection, but we can do our damnedest. The money system, however, has a tendency to do the opposite. You know, this is why, like, in Michigan, there's there's always work being done on the roads somewhere because the people who build roads want to continue making money. If they made roads that didn't break down so fast, well, they wouldn't make any money. It, it, it's not to say that we can never achieve perfection. We know better than that. Okay, but... The sewer system is designed from the beginning also to be easily repairable. A lot of things that are manufactured in the monetary system because they want you to be obligated to go to their 
shops to get them fixed, they make them really hard to work on unless you have certain tools. Like I remember a car, you needed to have a very specific tool to be able to get the engine out. And if you didn't, you couldn't. And it prevented people from being able to work on their own damn car because they want you to go into their shop and do it. Okay, that's an example. Now, you get back to the sewer, okay? The sewer system, let's say it's one pipe. The pipe is designed in such a fashion that it's easy to pull out, okay? Now, and then you've just put in the new pipe. A lot of things right now are not designed with fixing in mind or cleaning in mind for that sake. Jesus, I work in kitchens, and they seem to be designed by somebody who has their head in their butt. But in any case, you know, so the, the computer detects, okay, there's a problem down here in the sewer, um, as opposed to um, there seems to be a problem in the sewer. I guess I better go to my local city council meeting and put some pressure on a politician. No, the computer detects that there's a problem in the sewer. The computer dis- deploys a robot to go fix it. If for some reason it can't fix it, then it then puts off the alert, and then it tells us, hey, the sewer's broken. You should probably, you know, we, the, the computer can't compute it. We can't fix it. So somebody's going to have to fix it. And in that case, what is the motivation of the person who's fixing it? Um, well, I want to have a sewer. So then they well, go fix it. Right. This this involves, you know, extremely advanced robots that we're not going to have in the next ten years. And I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I say whatever solution you guys are going to be proffering up needs to be dealing with what's available at hand. And because you don't have you don't have twenty years, you don't have fifty years, and all this talk about like robots that are going to be able to go fix your sewers. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen in the next few years. No, 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 years. you're right. A lot of that technology still needs to be developed. A lot of it is a lot further mm-hmm. along than people think. But I wager, yeah, we have to develop some of this stuff. But that's an example of something that we spend our resources on instead of constantly going to war with one another, you know, uh, to just to, to solve the, the issues of scarcity on the planet. In most cases, that scarcity is bullshit, too. They're, they're, they're inflating it because they want to make money. Now, that being said, no, I agree. I'm just giving you an example of the approach. The approach is... I don't need a government bureaucracy to fix my damn sewer. I need a system that's designed to make it easy enough to where if it can't be fixed automatedly, then I can fix it easily, and I don't need to run around waiting around for some politician. This is the comparison that we make. Okay, So that's the system's approach to things. And now, once again, a lot of it applies to things. But I, I, the reason I told you that story is not necessarily that, okay, yeah, well, we know we have automated sewers and robot repair and blah, 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 blah. It's to point out to you that this is a systems approach example. Now, if you were making it much more simple than that, even then you design the sewers. If it, people are physically going to have to do it, well, then you design the sewers to be as easy to work on as possible. You design them out of the materials that are, are, that are going to last. And then you have to work on it a hell of a lot less, which means, therefore, that, that's a motive in of itself. I want to make my sewer so the damn thing doesn't break down every five minutes. You know, that's actually, ironically, it's an excellent example of how they did it at Factory Farm. They used to have a, uh, at Open Source Ecology is the other name for that group. They had a tractor that they were using, and it kept breaking down. And they're like, you know, this tractor was developed in the capitalist system. We're tired of it, so we're engineers. We're just going to go make our own tractor. So then they developed their own tractor. They made it extremely easy to work on, extremely easy to build, extremely easy to, to swap out parts so that, you know, so that you can just, well, I don't need to go buy four different tractors to do this job. I got one tractor that I can detach parts from, and now it's a different tractor. That's an example of this approach. This is how you Mo- solve Mo- Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean I, I'm a web developer, and I work with modular development, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, what, you know, that's the way you're supposed to – that's a smart way to develop things. Right. Well, the money system doesn't want that. The money system wants you to go buy six tractors. Okay. This is the reason why we say that, that this is that basically that's what I was trying to tell you is that yes, we recognize some of these technologies do not exist yet, but a lot of them do. And in fact, modular technologies do exist. They're 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 coming into the market. 
as people want them. Well, yeah, but it's kind of like Jock points out, for example, you know, when you ask an Eskimo what does he want, the Eskimo is not going to tell you he wants a stainless steel refrigerator because he has no, you know, I mean, modern Eskimos do. But, you know, at the time in question, the Eskimo is going to be like, what? A stainless steel refrigerator? People are, in many cases, ignorant as to the true state of technology, which is why we're still running on fossil fuels, because they're not aware of the fact that we don't need to be. We could get off of them. We really could, at least as far as fuel. You know, we still use oil in a lot of the other products we produce, but overall, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've seen who killed the electric car. You watch as corporations get together and do everything they can to be sure a new technology doesn't get out because it's going to hurt their bottom line. You know, as you said, patents are held by these corporations. This is all part of the reason why we think money needs to freaking go, period. Because yeah, but I mean, it, it, the, 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 the patent system and the copyright system, I mean, intellectual property, I'm an enemy of intellectual property, um, personally. That's totally different than, than than eliminating money. I mean, you you can you can say I mean ideas cannot be owned without saying that you can't have a monetary system. Okay, well, when you talk about the elimination of private property, it's not because some individual or some small group of people would own it. It becomes a public property situation, and only if you want your property to be part of it. But it, but at that point, it's a communal situation, just like in my house. You know, I own a house. Several people live in it because it's a big five-bedroom house, you know, um, and therefore we, communi- we we put our resources together to the benefit of everybody there. It doesn't always have to be to the benefit of the few, okay? It can be just to the benefit of everybody involved. I'll give you an example. Socialism gets a really bad rep, but all the socialists I've ever talked to are not interested in fascism at all. They're interested in community, like communally owned businesses where everybody has, you know, everybody you know, owns the business and they all work together and the manager still makes a wage that's proportionate to the amount of money that's brought into the company. Not one guy who sits on his ass, you know, screwing his secretary, you know, working, you know, who's getting fat on the work of your labor. Let's just communally own those businesses. You know, and we can do that well, the, without having to take I mean, in, in, in the socialist com- countries that I've lived in, that, that doesn't really end up working like that. No, you know, no, it doesn't in some – no, and I agree with you. But as soon as – the thing is, though, is that when you talk to real socialists, you find out that's that's not – this is what they have in mind is freedom, okay? Well, I, I know, and that's, 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 the, that's the thing. It's like there's this huge gap between ideas and, and, and application, and that's 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 the, the – the real crux of this matter, and it's just—it's why I'll probably walk away from this. Like, you know, I'll shake your hand and I'll say, "Hey, man, no hard feelings," but I will still continue to fight it because until I see more of a focus on application than on um, bringing in membership, because there's I, there is a serious propagandizing. I mean, not to say in a negative sense, but it, if, if you believe in it and it's a good thing. Propaganda is always a good thing if it's your, you that's doing it, but you guys are, are pushing this, this, you know, bringing in membership, bringing in people to this way of thinking. You know, there's these phases of, of how to, to get into your forum, um, and then once you're in your forum, if you don't, if you get out of line, if you say something they don't like, they kick you out. Um, you know, if someone says something in a video they don't like, they use copyrights to take it down. I, I guess I I would like to, in order to in order for me to, to be silent on the zeitgeist thing. It would it would be have to be it would require 100% dedication, like a total shift of resources to let's put this into action now. Let's let's do an actual working project. Let's stop trying to bring in all these members. I mean, you got 500,000 people. That's enough to do a project. I mean, you could do a lot, a lot, a lot with that. Um, and until I see that, and, and when I see you know a movement that has you know a lot of the ranks 
coming out, whether it's your fault or not, coming out where they're mimicking you, I see that as dangerous. I mean, there's no one out there on the Internet that could be mimicking, you know, parroting an ideology that's you could say a storm cloud gathering ideology because I'm refusing to give them something that could be construed as an ideology. And I guess I just see that we have enough competing ideologies out there uh, and one one more that's that's offering up a lot of good things but without um concretely delivering isn't really helping. Well, once again, what are we going to concretely deliver to you? We've already demonstrated that you know we are researching the technologies in question. We're developing some of those technologies. But a lot of cases, it's, it's also about spreading awareness. Now, the truth organizations do this too, so I don't, I don't know why that would be a scary thing. As far as also the emphasis is not really on gaining membership. We don't like call people up after we hand them an addendum video and ask them, to, you know, to ask them to come to our meetings. We not, we understand that not everybody wants to be an activist. That's not the issue. The important issue is getting the notion of, hey, by the way, the world's going to collapse. You should probably know. And and this is the solution we suggest. But there's no coercive element. So if you got a better solution, that's fine. But we better be doing something. You know, we think that we should use the scientific method, get really rational, and figure out a solution right now. Now. If those solutions to the scientific method are proven to be the wrong ones and we find different ones, then we find different ones, and that's fine. That's the main principal point is the scientific method, not superstition, not yeah. politics, the scientific the method. Pro- the problem is if you apply it on, on a global level first, um, then you're not going to get another chance. I mean, if it goes wrong, if you guys put in a – Why do you, you think we're waiting? That's why we're waiting. I know, but it's not but, something you screw up. This is something you do right, or you don't do it. No, no, but it, I don't want you to even try. I mean, like if you if you try this once and 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 it, it goes wrong, the, the results could be so devastating. And like that's just to me, it's astounding that you guys won't like uh, like even we talk about doing it on a global scale until you have like three or four cities up and running. Like to me, it's like no way, no way, no way. You should never try. A drug on the mass population until you. No, test. no, 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 no. That is oh. the way it is. It's one test city, get started, you know, do experiments, then determine, okay, well, what are we going to do different in the next city? It works like that. It is not by any means, okay, we're going to massively build cities all over the world. It was never intended to be that way. No way. That's not scientific at all. It has to be tested. We agree on that. We absolutely agree on that. Um, and that's one of the also one of the reasons why we're not jumping in and building stuff right this second because we need to get all of that together. We need to get all of the right people together with the right knowledge, and, and also we need to get more people thinking outside of the box. Even if it, even if they're thinking the way you are, and I tell the anarcho-capitalists the same thing. You know, I'd rather they were anarcho-capitalists than neoconservative Republicans. You know, that's that's a, you know, and I would hope that you would at least agree that it's better that somebody is you know a member of the Zeitgeist movement than say a member of the Barack Obama cult. You know. It, I mean, I would hope anyway. You know, it's this is what. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would hope, but the problem is, that I see similarities in, between the two, and that's the thing. Like, okay, like when my, my when I when, when my sister, when, when I mean, I was in France when uh, the whole elections happening. When I saw the, the Ron Paul wasn't going to, you know, get a chance, and I just was like, I'm not even voting because I mean, between McCain and Obama, it's like no way. Mm-hmm. And I told my, my sister she showed up for our wedding, and she had. Um, this book uh, written by Obama, I don't remember exactly the title of it. She was just totally taken by this guy. And I remember just saying, well, listen, I mean, he's saying all these good things, but I mean, you really need to watch what he does because already there's bad signs that, you know, there's people behind it who are people who, who've been supporting him. Um, you know, they're not up to good things. 
And in the end, I mean, Barack Obama might have been a good man and he might have actually had good intentions, but he got in over his head. Maybe, maybe he never had good intentions. I don't know. But he's, I mean, that's the thing. Like when you have a movement like that, people get taken along like, oh, hope and change and we're going to do this great thing. And then, oh, what the heck happened? And you just put someone in power who's going to do something even worse. You know, I, I guess that's my concern. And anything well, that's going, that's, that has a global goal in the end, um, I just, I well, think me, that could be dangerous. Let me use an example here, though, because, um, all right, look, inevitably, as a species, we're eventually, because, you know, the boundaries get, you know, get larger and larger, meaning that let more and more groups of people are working together and cultures are, are melding. You know, that's going to happen anyway. We're going to eventually someday get to a point where Earth is ready for that. Um, but it's not we don't want it to be at the hands of any small group of people by any means and we will be a small army of mentally aware people that's why i said i wish you could hang out in ts3 and just listen to us talk because we debate this stuff all the time we talk about the things you're discussing right now we talk about these things you know we don't want to act like this we don't want to act like that you know obviously we can't do this hey did you see this video check out what's going on in egypt you know then we had a guy from egypt come into ts3 and tell us what was going on like you know on the ground that's how that's how we do things all the time, you know. And I think that uh, the issue is I know that you see some similarities, and uh, the, the issue that we have to remember is, and this is something that, uh, ironically, the socialist that I had on my show pointed out to me, was he said, you know, has it ever occurred to you that if you were an elite, anything that's divisive is certainly in your best interest. Anything that would ever make you go, hey, wait a minute, there's only a few of them you know, ruling all of us like a frickin' tyrant. And there's an awful lot of us. Now, I, this is once again in the statement of we're talking about an evil elite. We're not talking about this is how, because I'm not into mob rule and, and people, large groups, taking taking from smaller people either. But I'm also not into small groups ruling the entire population as a slave race either. Okay, and it, it, the funny thing is is that as much as the right is like, well, we all need to be individuals. We have to remember, you know, we all need to be individuals to guard against tyranny. We also have to remember, though, we need to be willing to work together. Because if we can't do that, the few will rule the many. And you'll be spending the whole damn time thinking, oh, I'm free. I got my private property and all that other stuff, but uh, I can't do anything about the politicians that are in charge. You know, that's the, that's the myth that we all keep getting pushed with. Okay, is that you have to remember it's important to be individuals, it's important to understand and value personal liberty, but it's also important to recognize that not every collective of people is evil, that not every large group of people trying to do something is bad, we, because that's exactly what they want. You know, that's what I took away from the Libertarian Party that left the biggest impression, because I went in there, I'm like, why did Ron Paul leave this party? These people all seem pretty cool. Then I spent a few days at the convention, and I went, holy crap. No wonder this is a tiny fringe party. No wonder this party will never do anything to help anybody or actually fix the world. Because they can't stop fighting each other for 30 seconds. They're all so desperate to be individuals that somebody can't even make a suggestion without being accused of being an authoritarian. You know, this is, you know that's, that's what I'm worried about. If the resistance, because that's essentially what our groups are, okay, can't at least agree that, look, as long as there's no coercion in anything that we propose then that should be the end of it. We don't need to fight about it any more than that. If I want to go over here and have a sustainable community, that's on me. If you want to go live on your farm by yourself, that's on you. If those people over there want to set up their own you know, capitalist you know, free market system, fine. 
what the thing that we have to be unified against is the group of people that you're talking about that doesn't want any of us working together. Okay? That, that's what they're terrified of, which is why we got people like you and me at each other's throats on YouTube instead of spending time talking to people about the things that we know are a problem, the things we have in common. Okay? And, that's, hmm. and if you're scared of the elite, dude, this is the thing that's going to hurt them. You're going to need the elements of the left and the elements of the right. Just using those words loosely. I think they're bullshit anyway, but you get my point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I guess, I, I mean, and, and and I I do agree with you on that general principle, but at, at the same time, I just, I guess, did you ever? I guess you didn't have time to watch that planned off list film. Not yet. I guess, I guess that's. I guess it, 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 you'd have to watch that film in order to understand the context of where I see the possibility of things getting twisted. I just, okay, if you, if your society developed as you. Are saying it is, then mm -hmm. I, I'll be a part of that, and that's not a, that's not a problem for me. Um, I guess I just I tend to base what I think is is likely to happen based on what I've seen happen throughout history, like when when groups of people, especially like just the average citizen who doesn't you know is not an intellectual, is not a philosopher, and who doesn't you know spend all their time trying to figure out solutions to the world, when you throw those people into the mix. There's there's usually a fairly you know predictable set of results, and I know you know the idea is that you know you'll make eliminate all those things through scarce getting rid of scarcity and all that stuff, but uh, I mean that hasn't really been proven yet. I mean, in, you, like for instance, you have these this context where people are saying that if, if if you could eliminate scarcity, you know all all these psychopathic tendencies would go away. But like I used that example of of the Rockefeller family. I mean, they don't have any scarcity in their family. But, you know, these are the, no, these are the families that are, who are running the world. I, I agree with you, and I understand your point, and, and people, and that's a valid point. Now, let me make a counterpoint. I, I know where you're going with that. Okay, um, the reason that those people are psychopaths, and the reason that they're rich, is because they're psychopaths, and it's a reaction to the scarce situation. They are they are like that because they're taught to be that way from childhood, to be as greedy and as insensitive as possible. That's how you get rich in this system: is by being a psychopath. That, that's what gets you there. Bill Gates, one of the things Bill Gates tells his friends, don't talk to me about business because no matter what you tell me, you, know, how, you could be the godfather of my child. If you tell me something that I can use to exploit you in the capitalist system, I'm going to use it. So just don't tell me. Just don't talk shop because we will not be friends. That's what he says. And that guy, I mean, you want to talk about a, a vicious entrepreneur. Well, there's your example. Okay, that's where well, that – he, 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 I mean, he has a specific genetic condition. Um, I guess Asperger's. Well, I suppose yes, but that was probably. I mean, we can argue about because we're going to run out of time here, which is too bad because I think this conversation is great. I mean, would you agree to come on at another time? Sure. sure. Okay. I mean, great. That's that would be excellent because I don't want this to end, and I, you know, and I, and I think that the listeners are really enjoying it too. So, yeah. But no, I, what I want is this, okay? And I have friends who are, who are on the right, for example, who I helped convince that maybe they shouldn't be trying to start businesses in a corrupt system. Maybe they should be getting off the grid. Um, you know, uh, I, and then and they initially were kind of rejecting it because they believe in the market system. And then I pointed out to them, maybe you should get off the grid. And then they calmed down and they understood it. But they're still there asking me the same questions that you're asking me. The watchdogs, okay? Our group of people is going to need people who have personalities like yours, the skeptics, okay? And I'm one of them. It, it may not sound like it, but I'm one of. Them. I did not get to the position that I'm in in the Zeitgeist movement by being a sheep. I got here because Jock likes me because I ask these same questions too. 
so uh, you know but um, unfortunately we're almost running out of time uh, I really enjoyed this show with you guys and uh, we'll, we'll make a schedule because I'm always open I'd like to try to continue this dialogue um, and uh, everybody uh, check out I mean because you've got a lot of great stuff tell them where they can find your videos um, go to youtube.com forward slash stormclad gathering and I guess the only the last six were um Attack videos on you guys, but <laughs> well, no, but you um, have a lot of other good stuff in there too. I was watching some of your other stuff, so I mean, I, I tell people, you know, we even if you don't agree with me, the independent media is really important. Yeah, you know, I'd rather have you up there than Bill O'Reilly. So <laughs> we need to support each other, <laughs> even if we don't agree. It's better that we, real people, are the media. Do you agree on that? Yes, yeah, I agree with that. All right, well, thank you everybody for tuning in today. Um, you know, obviously. This is not the last time you're going to hear from Stormclouds Gathering here on V Radio. And um, hopefully we can stop throwing bombs at each other on YouTube for a little while. <laughs> and, uh, I'll stop throwing bombs, but could you please ask Jock to take let, put my videos back up? Because I mean, that would be – I mean, I, I have a video made that's related to that, and I'd, I would appreciate not having to put it up. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll ask him. I'll, I'll talk to them about that for you. Yeah, my okay. Okay, I okay. can't tell you they'll say yes because I can't force them to do what they do with their property, but I'll talk to them. Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to V Radio, and um, I'll leave you with some words from Jock and Roxanne. This is Roxanne Meadows. And this is Jock Fresco. And you're listening to V Radio.